three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday, June uh, 21st, scorching hot Louisville, Kentucky. It is a, God, it's like like the pits of hell out there. I I feel like we had, yesterday wasn't terrible, although you and I both agreed it it felt drastically warmer when we left here than it was when we arrived. When we left yesterday, I felt like the kids in Blarsity Blues and they left the strip club at 6 a.m. Oh, it was miserable. That's how I felt when I walked out. I was like, the sun. it wasn't like this when we got here, right? Just three hours ago? Saturday and Sunday were beautiful. The first part of yesterday was fine, and then it got really hot, and then today's been just nasty, ungodly, awful. Like I told you, I mean, I got under boob sweat just walking from the car to the studio today. I'm having a rough... I mean, it's it's... I'm sticking everywhere where I shouldn't be sticking. I mean, it's just... You're having a rough time. I'm having a rough... I'm having, like, the worst long COVID, pot, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> you day. multiple stuff. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> this is the worst day in a long time. I can't I've wait to name day. drop you about how, like, I know this guy. He Look, he's in a medical, like, dictionary. There he is under new diseases. Well, I don't think it's new. It sounds like it's... Uh, she's going to look at me and go, oh, okay, call me later and run yeah, the other way. Is, today's <laughs> been a bad day, but we'll, we'll, we'll soldier on because we have fun and exciting things to talk about today for the next three hours, and we want to hear from you. As we do it on the Thornton text line, text us at 502 414 1450. We love Thorntons, love our guy Alex Cupper, the Sugar Bowl champion for Christ's sake. So stop in at one of the area, 115,632 Thorntons, and use their Refreshing Rewards app. Join the Refreshing Rewards program and then text us on the Thornton text line, 502 414 1450. So, Trev, first of all, how was your Monday night? Not bad. I had a Monday night off, kind of. No bats games. No bats so. games. You get to relax a little bit. Yeah, I used to get home, you know, three and a half. Four hours earlier than I normally do, but not a lot. We got some salseritas, some nachos, some steak tacos. Uh, enjoyed that. Watched, uh, flipped around the TV. Nothing in particular I watched. I can't remember. I can't remember what I watched last night. Not, I guess nothing that, that stuck out so much that I even I watched a little bit of Peacemaker remake, some TV shows. You missed anything in the hockey game, I'll tell you that much. No movies. Yeah, I, did. I called it, but did. I didn't. I, didn't uh, I actually forgot about it being on until I was heading to bed around like 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, yeah, the score. They got their ass kicked. It was bad. Yeah. So not, it was uh, so not, got a, spicy. Not, not a memorable evening, but not a stressful one at that. Spicy series now. They're fighting. Ooh, spicy. They're have to have goal problems. Vass seems to have found his groove for the. Yeah, it was just one game. Lining. I'm telling you, yeah, it's 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 not a series. They went on the road. No, the, the abs, That's what people say. Don't worry. The, ab, the abs, abs will win game four. I feel good about. They'll it. go up three one. Now, the, the Lightning are going to fight in game four. It's going to be close. It's not going to be a blowout. They're going to fight. It might even go overtime. But it's going to be the, the Av will come uh, come in the, uh, when the dust settles and the. 
the the snow clears, the the Avalanche will be standing tall, and then they will dominate Game Five. I love that you're saying all this after having watched zero seconds of Game Three. Just it, 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 totally I know, educated I, opinion. I know sports. You know sports. We you I, you haven't missed the finals game I, yet. I know. I just I've watched. I know how sports go. You do. Um, <laughs> speaking of not knowing how sports go, let's start with the big news of the day because this kind of blindsided everybody. So it, it, if you missed it yesterday on the show. At 5.05 in the 5 o'clock hour, we had Keith went on to talk about the big football recruiting weekend to break down, you know, the, the prospects who are in town, the prospects who might pop for Louisville, some of the other things going on with Louisville football. And one of the questions I had was, you know, Ruben Owens, number one running back in America, mm-hmm. he makes the surprise visit, surprise at the time when he announced it a couple months ago, it was big news because he was like, I'm not visiting Georgia I'm going to go visit Louisville. Yeah. And, you know, as kids tend to do just to the reigning national champions, like, no, I want to go visit the program that lost to Air Force in its bowl game and not go to the, the team that just won the national title. And so that was exciting news. As a Louisville fan and a, and a human being, I'll take pity all day long. <laughs> and, I mean, he's a Texas kid. The assumption for a long time has been that he was going to stay in Texas. The other three finalists for him outside of Louisville were TCU, Texas, and Texas A&M. So, understandably, I think Louisville fans had some doubts about this buzz that was out there that Ruben Owens was legitimately considering or potentially according to some people on the brink of becoming a, a Cardinal commit and so I asked Keith you know Steve Wolfong he's got this Texas A&M prediction out there that was made in late May I can't really get over that this is a national guy he tends to know what he's talking about this seems it seems to me like we're getting our hopes up a little bit and, and Keith was like you know maybe he's like, I think that it, there's a legitimate shot that they could get him is it like 50 50 no it's probably less than that we'll see what happens I think the, the fact that you got him on campus and that his visit apparently went so well is a big deal and you know we'll see what happens but just to be involved with a kid like this is a big deal for Scott Satterfield and everybody involved so go home walk the dog as I'm walking the dog you like, got home and out quickly because this happened pretty. I think I was just I think I got saying, out of the car by the time it happened. I don't live that far away. We, yeah, Penny had to get walked. I, I get like five texts. And I look down. The first one I see is from Keith. And it's, <laughs> I think it says like, holy bleeping bleep. I can't believe they got bleeping I think that Owens. was his actual tweet, actually. <laughs> pretty much, That was my tweet, pretty much. Because yeah. I'd seen before I left for the walk, I'd seen Jody Demling had tweeted out that Steve Wolfong, the aforementioned uh, national writer, had changed his crystal ball prediction from Texas A&M to Louisville. And so that's clearly a big deal. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. And so when Keith texts me this, I'm thinking, is he just reacting to the, the Wolfong crystal ball prediction? And then I get on Twitter and I see... Oh, no. The kid has tweeted out himself. He's committed to Louisville. Didn't take long. He is now uh, the second highest commit ever in the recruiting ranking era to pop for Louisville behind only Michael Bush. The second like consensus five-star prospect. What, you know, my, like, Bush was like, like top 100. Well, Bush was like, what, in the eighth and Owens is ninth? Or? I, think, I think Bush was like 18 in the consensus rankings. Okay. Uh, Owens is... Depending on what service you look at, like I know he's the number twenty overall prospect in ESPNs. I think he's like thirty overall in two four twenty four seven. So he's, um, he's he's anywhere between twenty and thirty probably. He's a five star. Like, these or eighteen the, and thirty. Maybe. These are the only, and we've had some player like Brian. I think was a, a five star on one of the scouting services at the time. Uh, James Quick was a uh, five star on Rivals, but not scout or, or vice versa, whatever it was. This is the first, this is the second player ever that we've had who's been a just across the board five star kid. I wish we could get like one definitive like. End all like saying. Well, it's why I like the the twenty four seven. They use the, they do the composite. They okay. include their own rankings, but then they also have a composite rankings of them, um, ESPN, and rivals. And I don't know if they include on three or, or that yet, but maybe, maybe whatever. Right. It, it's I, I like looking at that. Yeah, because they include both. So you're like, here's our ranking, but here's what everybody else says. So he's 
the highest ranked out of state prospect of all time to commit to Louisville. There's like this isn't a Bush Brom. You just catch lightning in a bottle in your backyard. This is a you know a kid from Texas who has no prior affiliation. I think when he actually said announced that he was going to take a visit to Louisville, he's like, I didn't really know anything about Louisville. Didn't know where Louisville was. And Pierce Clarkson told me it's really cool, so I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> and now he's committed to your program. And a big topic of discussion yesterday was how mad rival programs were or just, like, national programs in general. And, whoa, boy, Trevor, if they were mad yesterday, they are very, very mad today. I have, in the last, since this happened, combined last night and this morning, I've had three requests to go on radio shows in Texas. Really? Yeah, just, like, people who are like, we want to know how the hell y'all are doing this. And I'm like, I'm like, two of them were during the time that we're on the air, so I couldn't do that. And the other one was too early. I'm like, oh. First of all, next time you can pass it to me. I, I would love to have you go on the show because the, the whole the, the whole interview would be like, Trevor, tell me how you guys are doing this down there, and you'd be like, Well, Buck, I can't really tell you. It has oh, something to do with money, and that'd be the whole interview. <laughs> no, I would have to probably because that's what it. I would say. <laughs> Buck, I'll tell you right now, you apparently never been to Louisville. It 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 is we wine them, dine them, and then we sign them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you like that. We're letting Ruben Owens ride a horse in the Kentucky Derby, actually, Buck. You know, just make up stuff. They're like, oh my god, you say that this isn't being reported anywhere. Keith talking last night when he when or yesterday afternoon when he mentioned he talked about Ruben Owens and part of his negativity, or at least not negativity, but his, I guess his doubt was settled in that Ruben. He, he said Ruben was a hometown kid, uh-huh. more a Texas kid who who just sits, you know, likes to ride horses. And I wanted to jump in and interrupt him so bad and go, we got dude, horses. we've got plenty of freaking horses. we got places to go. we got better horses than Texas. And you can ride the horses to actual like establishments. Yeah. Not just like, like on the fields. You want to ride a horse? Give we me a, a, a horse by 4 o'clock. Give me a horse by 4 o'clock with painted nails. I mean, I don't care what. You, you want two horses? I'll get you a derby winner. And I do love <laughs> the reaction from everybody who are they're acting like it's some sort of just colossal breaking news. This is just huge. Di- well, it's all about NIL. Yeah. We know. <laughs> like we're we're very aware of what's happening am, here. Am, am I am I am I in the dark here? Where we're the only school allowed to pay kids with NIL now? No, because I mean, just don't act like it's. Well, they're, they're being help. Who isn't? They're getting helped out by Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Clarkson is an intermediary for Adidas, who knows all these people on the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, listen. The, the business have formed a new collective, and that's helping. Wealthy donors are opening their pocketbooks to help out U of L football. Yeah. All that stuff's <laughs> happening. We're, it's completely within the rules. I'm sorry if we've started doing something you've been doing since 1982, Texas schools. I mean, do we need to watch Pony Express 30 for 30? Do we need to, uh, just to hear how bad Texas was during the Southwest Conference days? There's a reason why the Aggies' initials are ATM. You know how I'm going to spin this? If anything, this just goes to show that, that we weren't cheating enough back in the day. <laughs> because when we open not. our pocketbooks, when the, the playing field is quote-unquote level, look at what's happening. We have a top 10 recruiting class at the moment. We're going to end up with a top 25 recruiting class. It's going to be the greatest class we've ever had. And maybe back in the day, we were just, you know, maybe we're what Clemson thinks they are right now. We were just too nice. We were just too, you know, Bobby Petrino, known for his integrity, known for not wanting to bend or skirt any sort of rules, wasn't going to do that, wasn't going to play ball. And as a result, we never had a top 25 recruiting class. Now that we can do what everybody else can do, has been doing for years, and it's all illegal, boom. We're a top 25 recruiting program. Can we just how awesome this class would be if we had Braum with no money? Okay. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Okay. Not time. Not yet. Not time. Not the, not the day after on a Ruben Owens day. Because like, I have seen a lot of the reaction. <laughs> like, some of the reaction has just been like, and you people wanted Braum. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's, th- this is great. This is awesome. We still got to go out and win football games. Exactly, at the end of the day. yeah. 
But this is like, there's no denying this is. I, I thought that this was an unwinnable offseason for Scott Satterfield and company. The second that we lost to Air Force, even before that, I was like, after the Kentucky game, I said, the eight months ahead, if you keep this guy, are just going to be unwinnable. You're not going to get anybody excited about this. Doesn't matter what happens. You're not going to up season ticket sales. The attendance for home games next year is going to be even worse than it was the year before. There's nothing he can do until the actual season starts, when he can start winning football games, to start to heal the damage done between himself and the fan base. And I have never been more wrong about anything because I didn't know that getting going out and landing a top 10 recruiting class that includes the number one running back in the country was a remote possibility. If I had, I would have changed my tune a little bit. And yet here we are talking about these types of things. Now, the other thing that that came out of this is the immediate reaction from Kentucky fans and Clemson fans and the fans of the schools in Texas. Clemson care? They weren't even recruiting him. Oh, they care so much. There's a whole story about it on the Clemson SB Nation (laughs) They didn't even recruit him. They don't care. I mean, Kentucky, I get to be, I mean, obviously, there's there's no questioning why Kentucky would get involved in in their their whining and complaining. But in Texas, Texas A&M, Texas, even TCU, I guess, to a degree, yeah, go ahead. But Clemson, I mean, you Well, they want to save us. They care about our... Being at, like our well-being in the afterlife, they're trying to heal us. They're, they're looking out for us. Thank you, Jim Baker. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, they've got stories about which I do want to talk about a little bit later. But the reaction from these fan bases was, "Well, we'll see. Just wait. Wait till he goes on a visit to A and M. You think you guys have money? You think you guys are, are blowing it up? Wait till Jimbo gets his hands on him. Wait till he goes to a visit to Austin. Another one. He's gonna be. He's already taking a visit there. Wait till he gets back there. And then, it, it, like an hour later, Ruben Owens tweets out. I'm not taking any visits to any other schools besides Louisville. I'm done. And all those same fans are like, well, we'll see again. <laughs> like, like, even if he doesn't take visits. He'll change his mind. Something's going to happen. This is going to fall apart. They'll we'll Venmo see. him money. I, and I don't know. Like, like, as a, And we've had this discussion before. As a long, jaded Louisville football fan who's gotten his hopes up in recruiting, not just in, in football, but in basketball and really all sports, where – when it seems like something's too good to be true, a lot of times it has wound up being exactly that. I understand having that mentality right now, but it certainly seems like this is different. It's different because we've never gotten commits like this before, so why shouldn't it be different in that we're going to actually wind up signing all these players? Now, we did have Martel Height decommit just a couple of days ago, um, apparently because he's going to get a deal at Vanderbilt. But besides that, like Clarkson seems to be the bond that's holding this all together. As long as you have Pierce and Steve Clarkson... Calling the shot. And they're out there saying, like, after right after we get Ruben Owens, they're like, you think we're done? We're getting another one today. There's a lot of buzz that Madden Sanker's going to commit to Louisville at some point today. May happen during the show. Our luck, I'm sure, it'll happen, like, at 6.30 again, like, right when we get <laughs> off the air. But I think as long as you keep the Clarksons, you're looking pretty good. Now, National Standing Signing Day can't get here soon enough. I've never, like, I wish it was next month. I, I wish we had, like, four weeks to make sure that we could get these kids signed on the dotted line. Uh, it's going to be in December. But as of right now... We've had so little on the field and really on the court, if you want to talk about the men's basketball program, to get excited about. I don't blame any Louisville fan who's just knees deep in this stuff, who's just you know eating it all up. We needed something good to happen. This, we thought this was going to be a boring, unwinnable summer outside of Kenny Payne and him doing things that were hopefully going to be exciting. And then, boom, <laughs> we're getting the best football players in America to sign up to play at Louisville. I mean— We should be excited. I, yeah, you should be excited. This is, I mean, I don't care if Louisville went 10-2 and two last year. You should you should eat this up and be excited about this right now. I mean, this is the best recruiting class levels ever had. I mean, not not best class since, not as good as so and so ever ever had ever. And that's not changing. I mean, you just give me the Sandlot ever it is the best ever. Now, obviously, you know, as you said, things could change between now and December, but until those happen, it's still the best ever. And yeah, you need to. Of course, you should brag about it. 
Why wouldn't you brag about? It? Why would you expect not to brag about? It? If I'm a, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I would I'd be more worried why a Louisville fans not bragging about it. Have you watched any of the highlights of, of Ruben Owens? I have not. Oh I my mean, goodness. I mean, I see 5'11", 200 pounds, which I do love the, the measurements. But he, so he was, if you're wondering, like a little bit of uh, his background, he was the Max Preps National Junior Player of the Year. Like best junior in the country, according to the Max Preps. They give out their own National Player of the Year awards uh, after rushing for 2,989 yards and 46 touchdowns, uh, leading his team to the third round of the UIL Class 4A playoffs, whatever the hell that is. Um I mean, Texas has like 17 different divisions. Know, it's Texas. Yeah. What, do you, what do you want to say? Um, Their lowest divisions probably would kick our highest divisions, but cool. it's Texas. Like, football. Yeah. No. He averaged. We've all seen Friday Night Lights. He averaged 12.1 <laughs> yards per carry, 229.9 yards per game. Twelve point. Every time the man touched the football, he was getting first, first down, down and yeah. more. Um, I, <laughs> I'm assuming he plays in a lower level. I would no, know. like he's, the, he's like the 4A level, which is okay, like, and, and you I said, think it goes to six. You said seven. I think six is correct. Yes, he because I always thought it was silly that they have as many classes as Kentucky. Like, come on, guys, what, we don't need six state champions. But anyways, he ha- also had 15 catches for 252 yards and two scores. Who cares? Ho hum. Uh, but the man was averaging 230 yards per game, basically on the ground. And 12.1 yards every time he touched the ball. 46 touchdowns, almost 3,000 yards. Um, National Player of the Year, junior class. He's the number one running back, according to two of the scouting services, the number two and the other. Who cares? Any way you slice it, this is a gigantic deal for Louisville football. And it is a little bit like the only thing that's kind of interesting to me is we're if we're loaded at one spot right now, it's running back. If, if he's the number one player in America, though, I'm sure he looks at that and says, like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go there and play. Like, you, you think – well, he's not going to be here next year anyway. I mean, he's, you've got, I mean. Well, he will be. I mean, 2023. Yeah, but I'm talking the season coming up. Right. But you've he's, got some young guys still in that. I mean, you've got, I think everybody besides Tyon Evans, and even Evans would technically have a couple of years of eligibility left. I think everybody besides him would have, like, they don't have, they, they can't bolt. Like, well, Travion cool, Cooley can't. He's, he's a, he, well, he's a. He's I guess, a, is he a redshirt? Yeah, he's like a third-year sophomore. I think right? he'll be a redshirt sophomore. So I guess he could technically. Yeah, Mitchell's a third-year sophomore too, as well. Jalen Mitchell, but where's he going to go? I mean, well, I'm love not, him, but you know, I'm not Jordan. Jordan's I'm not saying these guys are going pro, but they could always transfer away. They, they could, be. but they, in their eyes, if they have good seasons, I'm sure they're going to be like, well, I don't care. Like I, I'm an established college football player. This kid's not going to beat me out. But well, like, I hope. I, I wish they had that. I love that attitude, actually. It's just it's it's that's kind of an interesting. It, it's more understandable if you're DeAndre Moore and you're a wide receiver looking at this and saying, "Well, hell yeah, I'm gonna come right here right away and and play from day one." And Ruben Owens, look, he certainly looks like a guy who's. It doesn't matter what our running backs do this year; is probably gonna come here and play right away. He, I think he's that good. But it's just, I mean, Keith pointed it out a, a few weeks ago when he said, "If we get commits from all these kids that it looks like we're trending towards," and he, he included Owens in that mix. We're going to have five of the highest rated, uh, five of the ten highest rated recruits in the history of Louisville football in one class. That's insane. It's an insane thing. Now, and, keep in mind, I guess it goes back, not that Louisville was like killing the charts. It goes before, like 2000. Yeah. But yeah. Because I mean, I guess only before 2000, I don't know. I mean, I know Redmond would be one that would be curious to be where he'd rank. Yeah, but, I don't think his classes were going to, I don't think they contained. But he was still a four star guy. I mean, he was National Player of the Year offensively mm-hmm. coming out of high school. So he had to have been at least a four borderline five star, too, I would think. You, I would guess so. I mean, worse than four stars. So, but outside of him, I don't know. I it's couldn't... safe to assume that, like, in the history of Louisville football, there wasn't another class that would have something no, on No, no, no. I mean, other than him, I don't know anybody that could have been even borderline four star coming into, I mean, John Unitas. And even he, I don't think was. He was like playing minor league baseball, yeah. working at a coal mill. Or I mean, Sam Madison comes to mind. I mean, I don't know where he was as a recruit coming out of Florida. I mean, 
regardless. Yeah, it, it the, the, matter, the point yeah. stands. Like this is uncharted waters for Louisville to be swimming in, and it's why people are upset about it. Which I, I don't really get it. This I don't know why there's just this caste system that everybody seems to be okay with in college football. Where like if you're Texas A and M. I get that you – maybe it's just because everybody who's not one of the five, six programs that's always at the top year in, year out wants to get there and they don't want any competition there. But, like, as a just general fan of college sports, there's a part of me that I like when a basketball player goes to sort of an off-the-beaten-path school, like a five-star kid. Like, I liked – and it didn't work out for him, but I liked when Patrick Baldwin picked Milwaukee where his dad was coaching over Duke this past year. I thought that was a fun thing. And then he got hurt and his dad got fired, and now he, he's probably not getting drafted. It was not a good choice on his part, but it, it was it was a fun thing to have happen. In football, for Donald whatever Boyle reason— going to Colgate because where his parents teach. Yeah, like, like every—and even, like, the lesser stuff. Like, like it didn't work out well, but, like, kids go into the, the class at LSU with, with Ben Simmons and Antonio mm-hmm. Blakeney and all. Like, every now and then, the, the class at Cal with Jalen Brown and those kids. Like, it didn't work out for either of those programs, but it's a fun thing to happen in college basketball to be like, oh, yeah, let's keep an eye on these guys. Not, it's not just Carolina, Duke, Louisville, Kentucky, Kansas, and, and these schools this year. They may, we may have to keep an eye on them. But in football, for whatever reason, people get up in arms about it. They don't like this. And you should have seen – I thought this is what Nick Saban wanted. I thought he wanted more parity. And I thought he thought that NIL was going to hurt that. Instead, you've got a program like Louisville, which has never recruited at a top 25 level, who all of a sudden is recruiting at a top 10 level. And you'd think I mean, like that that would be a one. fun thing for the sport. It's not, according to everybody else outside of the Derby City. Well, it's not like this one class is going to like create parity for between exactly, like, well, but everybody it, else. I mean, it's right, but you, but it would be hopefully. I think if you're a fan of wanting more parity and not just hey, it's Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, it's, it's four schools, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia yeah. every single year. Like this is, should be a fun thing that we should be excited about because maybe who else is going to to join the like could NC State be landing the number one quarterback in America next year or something like that but no it seems like everybody is who claims they want more parity and claims they're bored of the same teams in the college football playoff are not like fans of this I mean before Clemson got Sean Watson in there they were they were middle class at best they were, yeah, upper middle class I'd say. yeah but they were they were never threatening for that they had come nowhere near threatening to win a national title. oh yeah they, they were swimming at, at i mean they were their friends mansion they were pool. That, they were never having a waterfall pool themselves they were a nine win team on a great season Ex- I mean, yeah they, I mean, they, that's were, who they, they were they stayed seven to nine every year and then they got watson and of course they get to compound that with trevor lawrence and you know and maybe that's why they're scared but now. you saw what happened between lawrence remember let's not forget what happened between lawrence and when you had the, the kid that went to missouri and they had the kind of off year yeah. Uh, what was his? What was his name? Kelly Bryant. Uh, yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Wow. Oh, well. I, I was like ready to correct you, and I was like, no, he got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was now. Now you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but does this mean the last two times Keith has been on the show, we've signed a, a huge recruit this, uh, while either on the air or right after the show? Yeah, we got uh, Jermaine Lole when he was on the air, like yeah. right, right after we just talked about it, because that was the day I was out, and he y'all did the show at the OG Studios. Yes, and then we got. Technically, he wasn't on air yesterday when this happened, but we. But had, he's on the show. We had he was on the show, and we had talked about um, Ruben Owens like within basically an hour of when he committed. So that's two for two. So I told him yesterday, I was like, "We need some guards." We need guards. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard well, we about. Need, this. We need a visit first. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about it, and it has been officially reported today that uh, Hersey Miller is going to walk on on the global basketball. Is team. It officially a walk on? Is officially a walk on. So I don't know if that counts for Keith, but. No, he he's when he comes on the show, we need to we, we got to spread the magic. We need to have more of a basketball discussion to get some some basketball mojo going. Well, we're just using Hersey. We're just to get we're just using the what, what's the middle ball kid's name? Leangelo. Leangelo. We're just using Leangelo to get Lamelo. 
in fairness, I think Hersey's <laughs> probably better than Romeo. So, <laughs> well, I was thinking Mercy was was the Mercy's the one we're going after. Yeah, I, I was comparing. He's I was, the good one. I was calling him Lamelo, pretty much. He's the good one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The third one's always the best, right? <laughs> so they always say. Nah, not my mom. She'll tell you she was. It was a, all she needed was one time to get a get an awesome kid. Don't you love how every <laughs> every pair of like really good brothers always like if there's three of them, they always say the one who didn't make it was actually the most talented. But something terrible happened. Like they're always like, actually, like Cooper was actually the, <laughs> the best before injury, he had a bet. Yeah. yeah, like like he would have broken all of our records. And you're like, really? Like I, I'm not buying that. Like you talk about my dad being in here and, and talking about his his cousins, the Doyle brothers. Like there were two of them. Uh, Denny played for the Red Sox. Brian. Would have been World Series MVP for Any the Yankees. To Jack, by the way, no. Okay. Would have been World Series MVP for the Yankees if it hadn't been the Reggie Jackson famous World Series. Um, the seventy six. Yes, it, I think he three was, home runs and yeah, he he hit four twenty in the world. He was like a career one eighty hitter, hit four twenty in the World Series. So he was. They were both were Major League Baseball players, and Blake, the third one. Uh, got hurt and never got to, and they all are. They do that whole thing where they're like, actually, Blake would have been the best out of all of them. I'm like, why does every brother tandem has to have to do this? Like, you can just say like, no, we were better. We had one that wasn't that good. Are you that brother in the in the Rutherford household? Probably, yeah. They, they, they're both like both of those are lawyers. They're like, if, if he if he if he hadn't got drunk in law school, he'd have made it. If he, he just stayed in law school, he would have been Jake Brigance. <laughs> He didn't get hurt. He didn't get. He gets so wasted in Dayton. He'd have made it in law school. The U of L law professors are checking my records and being like, "Really, he almost failed out of school." So I'm not sure if that really tracks. You guys both were pretty good students. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. It's like, no, he's if he didn't love sports radio so you had, you much. He had a mental injury. It's okay. <laughs> God, he would have. He he would have gone out there and caught the guy who punched Greg Fisher and prosecuted him to the fullest extent of the law. Did they catch that right guy, away. by the way? No. How do we, you, didn't, we didn't talk about this yesterday. How do you not catch a dude who punches the mayor in front of like? And it was I not mean, a, and he didn't like sprint away. He didn't have some sort of like Batman exit plan. He just walked away. The, I did. I learned about this actually. Nick mentioned it on like during the bats or during the break of the bats game. I guess it was on Sunday. I think when it happened. Yes. Sunday said yeah, and because I went on Twitter time and we were at the at the you know between inning break and. He just mentioned, he goes, someone punched the mayor on 4th Street. And I'm like, what? I thought he was kidding. I'm like, oh, no. what? He, goes, he yeah. walks up, and it's not like a small punch. <laughs> no, he just walks up and drills him, him. And then kind of just walks away. Like, one guy runs over to him, and he's sort of like, what? And then just, like, how do you, how have they not caught this guy? There's footage of him. <laughs> yeah, the, the mayor has a full security detail. <laughs> that baffles me, too. Like he, he, Now that people know this is possible, like, what's going to happen to any elected official around here? Like, I, originally when he said it, and I'm like, okay, and I'm looking through, and I'm like, we're wanting this man. We're looking for the legend. I'm like. Uh, my mind was blown how he wasn't in my custody. My mind's still blown. Like, I, I picture, so I'm starting thinking, okay, he's just kind of like jogs by him, decks him, and just starts sprinting. That's, that's what. That's the only way. I mean, because you're just right. There's got to be, they've got security guards, right? I mean, he has. The they fact, had to put out a statement last night because so many people have been talking about this. That they were like, he has a detail. They were around. They just weren't there at the moment. I'm like, well, where were I they? Mean, should they be losing their jobs today? Because I mean, it seems like that would like like priority one should be being around the mayor at all times when he's at a public that's place. That's their only job is be near him. Were they tweeting? What, like what? What is this? You have one gig, and it's to stay near the dude. It's like I mean, I, you know, I don't want to criticize you, but you know. You had one job. Did, did all six of them have a bathroom break at once? I mean, was there a line at the Starbucks? What the hell? So we've got the active mayor getting punched in the face in public. We've got the guy who's probably going to become the next mayor getting shot at in his own office, getting bullet holes in his clothes. Would you brag if you were the, I mean, the guy who punched them? I mean. No. I don't want, I mean. Well, so, he's already on, they know his face. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and say this to, like, 
being mayor is not that cool. It's not at this point. It's not worth. Unless it. you're Jerry Abrams. Jerry Abramson. Whatever. <laughs> he does. The, he is like the women's basketball Spike Lee, which is a good gig to have. He's courtside every game. He's into it. I love it. But like right now, you couldn't. Somebody. You couldn't pay me to be mayor. Not that I'd want the job ever. Why wouldn't you want the job? What's wrong being mayor? You're getting punched in the face and shot at. Well, <laughs> I enjoy being alive. I'd like to, to keep that going I mean, as long as possible. I guess you got it lucky. Yeah, all you got was punched. I mean, I mean, yeah, if that guy wanted to do with hitting, our, hitting. In our, all seriousness, like it's terrifying. If that guy wanted to kill him, he could have easily done it. Oh yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah, that was like we're probably lucky he didn't shoot him. He could have shot him and ran off. He wouldn't have been caught. Yeah, it's wild. How do you not? Did they not chase him? I I don't Did understand they freeze how freeze like deer. I mean, what? I I'm more amazed if. I, I hate to be the guy. Like, I hate when people are like, fire somebody when something bad. Everyone that details has been fired. Yeah. I mean, they need to be sent to like, I don't think that's a hot parties take. or something. I mean, it's just. Security detail one should be like, make sure that nobody just walks up to the mayor and assaults him. <laughs> yeah, and just punches him and walks and off. And if they do, you've kind of failed at your primary job. The least you can do is make sure that you can catch the guy. It's like, and he's not, again, he didn't have a getaway car. He's in the middle of Forest Street. You can't even bring he cars didn't even down. Wear he's, he just walked away. He didn't even wear like a, like, like a big. Colorful wig and 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 a, and a nose and, and kicking the guy in the crotch like he's John three sixteen. And you may be guy. like, well, like did he look like everybody else? Did he have any? No, he had huge identifiable hair. Yeah, like this guy stands bro. out yeah. dramatic. There is nothing about this situation that says this man should not be arrested right now. I it makes no sense. <laughs> Security deal t- detail had to have been in on it. <laughs> I'm joking for it, legal no. purposes. For legal purposes, I, that was the joke. I mean, get fired. How do we end up talking about this? I, I wanted to talk about it. We thought so. I'm a, if people are going to get away somehow, he should have kicked him in the crotch instead. Yeah, like, that would have been funnier, at least. I Let's say this. Violence what? is never the answer. What is it with Kentucky politicians getting beat up and shot at? Rand Paul's getting beat up on his front lawn. I get that we're all frustrated. I mean, We'd all like to punch politicians, I think, several times a day, maybe more. You shouldn't actually do it. Yeah, don't it's, don't go hit. Don't go hit. Doesn't hitting, solve anything. Uh, what, what's the one, uh, Mitch McConnell? Don't go. Hit, first of all, you hit him. He might. He might actually crumble. Yeah, yes. So please don't hit Mitch. Yeah. Don't. Do Just that. write bad books about him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyways, the, the, so there you go. We a solid thirty minutes of sports talk. It was a new record for us. us. And then four minutes of mayor getting punched talk. I actually did once about that yesterday, and we ran out of time because we had so much catching up to do. But anyways, uh, after the break, 502-414-1450. We'll talk a little bit more about the reaction to what's going on with global football recruiting, and we'll take your text on the Thornton's text line. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on here on There are a lot of very weird 80s songs. This might be the top of the list. Also, I can only think of, and this is a very select few people who are listening to this who will know what I'm talking about. The Tech Nine song, I'm a Player. 
Yeah, you're I'm not in that category for it sure. It starts off with like just a, a very bold opening where it's like, Mother, I'm a player, I'm a player. I like just screams just, this. Just go rock me, I'm a deus after no, that. The, no, the, the hook is, you, you'll like this. It's, it's very catchy. I'm a player, I'm a player. I'm a player, I'm a player, I'm a player. So, I always think of the family guy when he gets the tumor. He's like, I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor, yeah, I'm a tumor. I'm a... Is this... Not hard to make your own lyrics with that <laughs> refrain. Yeah, it's, it's now it's going to be in my head, too. Is this one of, like, is this the most popular? I was trying, I had this discussion with somebody a while back. Like, uh, this in 99 Luff Balloons by Nina, Nina or I think it's pronounced. Whatever. Like, are they the only two ever, like, number one songs in America that weren't in English? Hmm. Because, I mean, this is, I guess, has a little bit. Macarena, possibly, but they did make an English version to make right. it number one. I feel like there have been a few more. Like, I, I mean, ha- they're few and far between. Wasn't it like Daddy Yankee, Gasolina? Like, <laughs> like that was. I don't even know what that is. You know what that is? No. That was, I think it was during your period off the grid. And I guess these are both, and both examples do come in the mid-early 80s. So, I mean, maybe it was just the the time. But I'm, I'm has, there, has there ever been a more popular no, like t- hit song in the U.S. that didn't, it wasn't in English? Like, they, I just can't think of any others. Hmm. I don't know. The textures have one. I'd love to hear it because, you know. Would you want to hear a piece of breaking news? Um, I love breaking news. The scheduled game between Louisville and DePaul this year in Chicago okay. has been postponed to the 2023-24 oh. season wow. at the request of UofL coach Kenny Payne. Ooh. Stubbs is now looking for a replacement. And all these DePaul fans are saying Kenny Payne is scared. And they're all, the only reason I know about this is because everybody tagged me. Like, where's the DePaul Day clown? And, like, all these <laughs> DePaul fans are like, it's at Clark Chronicle. I'm like, damn it. I can't, I can't, I can't run away from That's it. That's not him. That's the Kalaris from Genesis. That's why, like, people get mad about Chris Mack about a myriad of things. Like, I'll only, like, the only reason why I'll harbor resentment toward him forever is because he lost to the ball. He, ru- he ruined something that I held near and dear to my heart for so many years. And for, and it can never be put back together. People are like, DePaul Day can't die. It's dead. It's done. You can't, you can't just, when the whole basis of the holiday is that it's physically, scientifically, theoretically impossible for us to lose to these guys, and you, you lose scientifically and theoretically. I mean, sure. Two, like, Just let me go. Okay. <laughs> when that's the whole like basis of the holiday, the German, and it happens, we lose. It can't. You, know, you, you, you can't come back from that. It's done. It's over. I don't know about that. It's, I mean, it's done, Trevor. <laughs> done. Once the, the monkey's out the bottle, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put them back can't in the back. box. You can't put it back. So there you go. DePaul would not be on the schedule this year. We will play them in two seasons in Chicago. I also saw Kenny Payne talking about. He was asked during his season ticket, he had the thing where he was taking a, doing kind of a Q&A with season ticket holders, and we know that there have been talks about, we were scheduled to play Cincinnati a couple of years ago, and then COVID ruined that. Yeah. We know that Memphis and Penny Hardaway reached out trying to schedule a game with him this year. Uh, we now know that DePaul was supposed to be on the schedule, and Payne was asked about playing, not that DePaul is like an old rival, but Payne was asked about these old rivalry series getting them back on the schedule, and he essentially said, I'd love to, would love to play, you know, Everybody we've every geographical rival would love like Indiana, Memphis, Cincinnati, everybody on the schedule every year, just not year one was kind of his overall take. So I don't think you're gonna get that Memphis game this year. I don't think you're getting Cincinnati back on the schedule. Uh, but eventually we're going to get back to playing all those teams. And Indiana, uh, you know, I can see us doing another four year contract with them like we've done the, or three year contract in the past. I mean, why not year one? Is this because it's the schedule's kinda of full already or is it I think just- it's yeah, because it's kinda of full this year and I think he also thinks we're going to be a whole lot better after year one. I don't like the excuse of just we're not good enough. I don't want to play them yet because first of all, Memphis, I do. I don't like losing. It's not like Memphis and Cincinnati are like blowing the doors off anybody. I mean, Man, they got they're getting good rosters. They're getting good players. I mean, 
I think West Miller's a great coach. I think Penny Hardaway can get good talent. I don't like the. I don't like the. I. I. I'm. I'm bring on anybody. I'm not. I don't. I don't. Want, I have any fear. I mean, you lose, you lose. You get back up and you play again. But the uh, when you lose, you lose. You lose to Paul Day but forever. But, that's there. There are things at risk. Here. Well, I. I'm keeping to Paul Day alive when we play him again. Whether you're with me or not, I'm. I mean, you're going to be here. I'm sure because we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm, we're going to do DePaul Day again, and you're going to like it. No, I'll be damned no, if done. my first DePaul Day is the last DePaul Day. It's done. Done. It's over. I've wait, I only took this job to do DePaul Day with you. Well, you should quit then. He was, was like, you want to do this show? I was like, who? He's like, I'm like, eh. He's like, you got DePaul Day. I was like, okay. No, it's over. It's over. <laughs> uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, I like the this first two texts that I see from like the afternoon, like earlier. I saw a, wow, I used to work at Lone Star too, Trevor. And then I see Trevor was trying to use the phrase gentleman sweep yesterday. Yeah, that's what I should I meant to go with it. Yeah, the five-game sweep. It's, that's the other term the for gentleman it. The gentleman sweep. Yeah. The You've gentleman. heard that, I see. I have heard that. Yeah, that's the five-game sweep. Um, Which is right. what the Avalanche are going to do. And Lone Star was fun. Lone Star used to be – Lone Star was some of the – that was some good food. I wish they hadn't closed. They're, they're done across the country, I believe. Really? Yeah, they, they were one of those ones that kind of – Boomed up over a, a certain few years, and then once they get the peak, they were like, well, time to start shutting everybody yeah, down. That sucks. I know when they closed the one, when I was still in Bowling Green, they closed the one here on Hurstburn, and there was another one like here, I think in Lexington they closed, and we like actually, I went with my manager on a truck and picked up some stuff from their store. And yeah. Just stole a bunch of meat. Basically, well, yeah. it was actually the big screen TV because our one at the Bowling <laughs> Green store sucked. <laughs> I hated that TV so much. <laughs> Well, there this you is go. the crappiest big screen TV you'd ever made. It was like the one you see like from like 1991 in your like your uncle's basement. Let's take some text here. Uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texture says, uh, quote, we whine and we dine and then we sign them. I'm cracking up so hard I scared my boss. <laughs> it is a good line. I don't know if anybody's like used that. that before. Put it on a t-shirt, baby. Put them on planes. <laughs> Get them on cars. <laughs> Bring them to the bars. Get them to the bill. <laughs> I do. I keep seeing more and more of like the... Nothing makes me happier when I look at the fans who are upset about this. Like the people, are like they're promising these kids jets, and I'm like, because it just presents the image of me. It just puts it just puts the image in my mind of like a year from now when all these kids are on campus, like these 19 year olds just flying jets around downtown Louisville, like woo, like I have a jet parking down at Papa John Stadium. Those, that Flyville class, they're they're tearing up the skies again out there, boys. I mean, <laughs> like that's not that's not what's happening at all here. If this class isn't like the the front, you know, how they always do the gimmick stuff on the yearbook page, the yearbook covers. If this one doesn't have jets and Lamborghinis, I don't. I mean, they're dropping the ball on, on that one big time. Every player just like flies into the starting line before games, just like flies into Cardinal Stadium and lands on the field. <laughs> no lineup gets out the plane. <laughs> Pierce Clarkson plays bad, gets replaced, like just flies off the field the last, instead of staying on the sidelines. Just gets in his plane and leaves. That's the pilot. He's the last one to get off. And your pilot. The one leading, leading the way, flying us from bottom to top. Here he is, the chill bill man himself, Mr. Cool, Scotty B, Scotty S, yes. Scott Satterfield. DeAndre Moore looks very upset that he didn't get the ball in that possession. He's, he's actually walking off. Is he, he's getting in his plane. He's flying out of Cardinal Stadium now. We'll see if he'll land back here in the third quarter. But for now, it looks like DeAndre Moore has taken off, folks. I mean, what, 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 what are we going to give them jets? I'm assuming for the two star classes, we just show them helicopters, <laughs> prop, prop planes like they flew in major league to major league, like a scooter, <laughs> jetpack. The punter comes in on a moped. <laughs> <laughs> You're a long snapper. 
Driving an 82 <laughs> Cutlass. <laughs> the Pinto. <laughs> Texas says, how do we get them? Question mark. A whole boatload of Arby's, that's how. <laughs> I didn't get our, I overslipped they didn't get to Arby's. I'm sorry. Texas, it always makes me laugh that people not from Louisville think that Louisville is like monkey's eyebrow and not an actual city. I've never monkey's heard that. Fra- eyebrow. I've never heard that phrase. Am what I- is a monkey's eyebrow? I hope that's something I'm allowed to say. I don't. Need, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that entails. But it is like. Can we try Google that? I want. I'm kind of curious what Urban Dictionary has to say about this one. It does, but doesn't that surprise you? Because it was a thing with Teddy's class too. When we got all these kids from Miami who were like essentially saying, like I didn't know. I thought Louisville was like just farmland and horses and just you know cows pooping everywhere and they didn't have buildings. And then they get here and you're like, oh, it's it's a whole like a whole. It's a whole ass city. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's a whole ass city. I, yeah. <laughs> like I may not view cities the right way in my mind that I've never been to, but I, I feel like I have a fairly accurate picture of, of what they're like. And a lot of times we get these kids that just have zero idea. It, it, it does surprise me. Monkey's Brow is actually a place in Kentucky. There you go. That's what I was hoping it was. A real, I thought it was like, like a slang term. Monkey's Eyebrow. <laughs> I was like, what? like uh, Monkey's Eyebrow is a rural, unincorporated community in Ballard County, Kentucky. Or I don't know where Ballard County is. I'm worried about the genesis of that name. How a rural city in Kentucky? Oh, that's all the way in western Kentucky, like on the like the peak of western Kentucky. You know the little spot that kind of sticks up that people forget about. Yeah, you know, that's that's Monkey's Eyebrow. Okay, but I, so there you go. It's I guess it's based on the its location, its shape on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I didn't know monkeys had eyebrows. To be honest with you, well they do. They have pretty much everything we do. Hey, the most noble person stuff. from there is named Kelsey. Uh, okay, cool. It's a country singer. Texas says, well, Trev, just saying, Brahms 2023 class isn't looking quite as good as ours. Have you pumped the BBH breaks, breaks yet? Uh, Purdue doesn't give them the nil money that we do. Look, if you think Trevor's going to be swayed by facts and figures, <laughs> no. you haven't been listening to the show very long. <laughs> facts, figures. They can That's... go 2 and 10 this year. We can go 10 and 2. Take your junk Trevor's science. Not, Trevor's not going to swallow the pride. He's going to be saying bring, bring Brahm home all offseason. Yeah, we go 10 and 2, and you know what I would say? Ron would have been a lot twelve and zero. Well, even if he went two and ten to Purdue this year, that's <laughs> not this ball to get no talent there. there. you go. Texas, am I the only way? Am I the only one who thinks this is all way too good to be true? I'm super pumped and excited though. Is this all about NIL or is this all about Pierce Clarkson or is this a combo of both? I, I think. I mean, there's. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Yates just told me his wife's from Monkey's Eyebrow. Who is David Yates? His wife is from there. Oh my god. <laughs> What's the big high school in Monkey's Eyebrow? It's near Paducah. The Brow. <laughs> now I'm fascinated with monkey's eyebrow. Really How did we not? Like, I feel like this is one of those things I should have known. I, I don't know a whole lot about the the rest of the state. Outside yeah, but of that's Louisville. something you like. I hear monkey's eyebrow. I'm going to remember that. Oh, exactly. Like I, I'm cl- we're classic Louisvillians in that we don't know a whole lot about the rest of the state. Like we don't like I couldn't before I started dating Mary. I had no idea like where Springfield was or what Central Kentucky looked like. I know a little bit well, about that area. Now. I know just that from driving to Bowling Green. See, but like going west, like where Paducah is, and right. Part of my, like I never go because even when I leave, go west, I always go west north, like up to St. Louis or. Like I can tell you a little bit about like Lexington, Frankfurt, and Owensboro, and besides that, like my knowledge of out in the state is just insanely limited. But you'd think that I would have heard at some point that there's a monkey's eyebrow, Kentucky, right? <laughs> I don't think it's the official name though. It's just like a nickname for Ballard County. Oh, well, that's less fun. I mean, but still, I mean, I would. I, I mean, 
It's still Monkey's Eyebrow, though. I got really disappointed. You think it's the actual name? Yeah, I thought it was the actual name of the city. <laughs> no, it's just, I think it's just officially, it's not an official name. Well, make it official. I mean, it sounds a lot better than Ballard County, right? I mean, we're talking about it on a Louisville radio station June 21st. <laughs> Maybe make it that official. Um, but as far as the texture saying, am I the only one who thinks it's all way too good to be true? Like, there's certainly a part of me... If this were a, I'll say this, if this were like a normal recruiting cycle, if this were five years ago where NIL isn't a thing and everybody's playing by the same rules and it's business as usual and we were doing this, then I would be 10 times more like cautiously optimistic than I am right now. The fact that we have, and because you have to assume that these kids aren't signing just like on the promise of something about to be happening. Like there's probably promises that have been made and promises that are like set in stone at this point. And I'm sure they would have been paid, too, as well, to a certain degree. I, I would guess so. Again, I don't know how I mean, this all works. I, I don't care. Why, I shouldn't say that because you can't. I think you're not allowed to anyway, even with nil rules, to pay a recruit. But well, still. you could. I mean, if you're a recruit, you can make money. Like, Pierce Clarkson has a deal with that energy company. Like, I'm sure. I'm assuming he's getting paid for that already. Um, I, I know the Tennessee Collective has paid kids down there already. So, I, but, like, it has to be something where if they i don't know if you can sign these kids to a contract i don't know i know so little about how this all works which is how i hope to keep it for as long as possible cuz hey just keep getting me recruits to talk about it on the radio it's fun i don't care how it happens but yeah. you have to assume that there are things put in place where if ruben owens decided at the last second to go to tcu or texas a&m or wherever he doesn't get any of that stuff and that to me makes it more likely that he stays true to his commitment and all these kids stay true to their commitment and sign on the dotted line than i'd be feeling if this were 5 years ago and there was nothing like, you know, Texas comes in with, with his offer. Bama swoops in and says, hey, we're Bama. Come play for us. Like, that's a lot tougher. I mean, as long, to, as, you're giving, as, long as you're paying them in, inside the rules, loophole or, 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 or not, then, yeah, because, I mean, in the old days, yeah, you, you, you bribe a, you know, you bribe a recruit and, and Texas and Texas and them know all about this. Just Eric Dickerson for A&M is a prime example. Give him the gold Trans Am. You know, you got yeah. him locked up. And he turns around. I mean, you can't ask for the Trans Am back, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No days you couldn't. You were you were screwed. You well, know? that was the Silvio D'Souza thing. Like Maryland paid him that yeah. much money, and then he went to Kansas. And you you can't be like, hey, we're gonna sue you for that, <laughs> yeah, that thirty thousand dollars that we paid you under the table. Now, if there's if there's gifts involved in this recruitment that are outside the the realm of nil, then then yeah, we are screwed. But I would like to think that we found. I mean, because with every rule, there's a loophole. I mean, there's a ways to get around things, and and. You're, why you're not, I guess, technically supposed to pay the recruits or give the use new use nil to get recruits. I mean, there's ways to find a way around it, and I'm assuming Louisville has done it. I'm sure we're not the only one that has done it. Tennessee's uh-huh. done it. I'm sure Texas has done it. Multiple schools have done it. Alabama, Clemson, not so much because they're all holier now, but nonetheless, they'll figure it out sooner than later. Uh, the, the, yes, if, if they do end up decommitting and going to Texas or AM or whomever, I would like to think yes, we could. I don't know, but then again, if they do do that, maybe, maybe you do like fall on the sword and let him keep it just so like you know the, the word doesn't get out and other recruits that like oh he he turned on so we just yanked our stuff back kind of like a baby i don't know if maybe you you do that or not well you have to know what you're getting into like, yeah. th- that's the world i think at this point now th- the one thing that i've seen the argument that i've seen from, from kentucky fans as far as because there's been a lot of uk fans who have the reaction of well louisville's dirty and all this stuff that you knew that was going to happen but there have been a lot who have been genuinely upset that they aren't doing the things that we're doing when it comes to NIL. That Mitch Barnhart has been dragging his feet and he's been behind on this the whole time. And they're not recruiting now as well as, as Louisville is in football. And that's a you know, crime against humanity and all this stuff. Still got to beat them. And some of them have justified that UK is purposely dragging its feet because the NCAA at some point is going to swoop in 
and start regulating all this stuff. Like like the NCA, they put out that statement a few weeks ago saying, you know, NIL is supposed to be for name image likeness. It's not supposed to be pay for play in schools that have these collectives. Like we're going to retroactively go back and we're going to punish them. And so some UK fans are saying like, it's, it's not safe to be out there doing what Louisville's doing in some of these other schools. So you've got to be, I would love to see the NCAA, an entity that is like over its last 150 court cases. I would love to see them try to argue in a court of law that they are within their own bounds to punish a program for breaking a rule that was not in place when said act took place. I mean, let's not forget this is NCAA here. I mean, by the time they actually start actually trying to quote unquote retroactively punish teams, this is going to be like ten years down the road. It'd be yeah, I mean, these exactly. Kids, these kids, we might get Ruben Owens the third. Well, yeah, we'll by be. the time the NCAA actually tries to, like, we'll be recruiting Hurst Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's going to be terrible a- name. Don't, don't don't go with that one, Pierce. I mean, there's but who knows? It's by the time they yeah, it's going to be so far down the road. It's not going to matter. It would be like if they tried to go back and say, we're changing our national titles from the 60s and the 70s. We went back. We've decided. We, we've looked at the videos, and we've added a three-point line digitally in all those games. <laughs> and even though that wasn't a rule back then, we're changing all the scores to reflect that. The three, like, you, you can't do that. Ramil Robinson didn't actually get fouled. Michigan, you— you, you're you, 0-7 we, in national title We game want style. everybody on the floor from that game to come back, restart overtime. <laughs> yeah, that like that part of it, the UK, like them saying that they, it's actually a smart thing to do, I don't buy that at all. Like, There's no part of me that's concerned about that element of it. If that's – I'm, I'm telling you now, you, you may not realize this as a fan. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to break the, the glass ceiling for you and make bring it to your realization. If that is your reasoning that, oh, we don't, we're, we're not doing it because – in some ways, you're just no. You're just making an excuse for the fact that your team's dropping the ball on this. I at least like that one more because there's some thought to it than the Clemson stuff, where it's like, we would never lower ourselves. Butt stuff <laughs> on the field, fine. Players throwing punches, fine. Choking, fine. Like, didn't Clemson posing sh- with cars and airplanes? A bridge too far, folks. I'm God not, says no. I know we're switching sports, but didn't Clemson just offer the bank to Zion Williamson? Oh yeah, they, the only reason he didn't sign there on the day is because Brad Brownell couldn't get his dad a spot on the coaching staff. I mean, stepdad. You you know, just because it's a different sport does not make it okay. Like, like this isn't like oh, we're in different time zones. I'm allowed to cheat on my wife type excuse. And also, like again, we're we're acting within the rules. It's the exact same thing as when you guys were the very first to do the whole thing where you had a slide in your locker room and you had like the sleep stations. You had like your own little cubbies where they could go to sleep, take naps. Like they were the Clemson was the first to come out with all that stuff. It's the exact same thing as what we're doing. We're playing within the rules. It seems extravagant. It seems ridiculous based on the fact that this is a college sport and we're talking about teenage kids. But it's the exact same thing. We can't be the only ones showing fancy cars and airplanes. Right? We're and that's the thing. We're not. Florida today no way. had a bunch of recruits posing with cars. Like like uh, mean, Keith posted about all the different schools that have had the, done the exact same thing. But because it's Louisville and because it's working, people are upset about it. Are we gonna bring out the Corvettes from Bowling Green? I mean, why not Western? Why, Western? Why aren't you using the Corvette? You make Corvettes there for God's sakes. Get American Pharaoh out here. Let let one of these recruits ride him. <laughs> Triple Crown winner. First Triple Crown winner in forever. Well, what was, what, Get on what, that. Didn't we already talk about naming horses after recruits? Yeah. I mean, it's part of the nil deal. Ruben Owens running the Derby I next mean, year. It's going to be like the class of 2026 running in the Derby. Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right, got to go to break. We have hour number two coming on the way next. We have a lot of texts today. People are, are very, very interested in this topic, and they should be. It's, it's a fun summer thing to get excited about. I didn't think we were going to have this to talk about, and thank God we do because it's, it's a lot better than the alternative. So we'll get to your texts, more of them, hey. coming up in hour number two. <laughs> 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton Sex Line. You know it. Use it. Hour number two on the way next here on 1450 The Big X.
traveling man made a lot of stops all over the world and in every port I own the heart of at least one lovely girl I've a pretty senorita waiting for me right, we have a major development here the Paul fans have taken over the text line. <laughs> they are so angry. I thought there's like a little blip. Like, like I, I didn't think it was even worth like getting into it. And, and I'm somebody who loves talking about DePaul, but the fact that Louisville has, because we hadn't heard anything about the return game. Uh, Jeff Greer has written about this in his newsletter a couple of times. So we all just sort of assumed that it was going to be pushed back or, you know, whatever. They're not going to play the game this year because we have a pretty loaded schedule already. And I didn't think anything of it. Like I thought, yeah, well, you know, we'll play them next year. They get to enjoy their victory for another year. Good for them. And they are beyond upset that that Louisville has, a, a, according to their reporting from out of Chicago, Kenny Payne is the one who's asked for this game to be, to be pushed back to the 2023-2024 season. For the record, not canceled. Not canceled, just pushed back. We, yeah. This happens all the time. We've had schools do this to us. We've done this, I think we did it to Western Kentucky a few years ago. It just, like, this stuff happens in college sports. But they are insanely upset about it. They've already made posters about Kenny wanted Kenny Payne. <laughs> the missing person. And now Payne, they're, they're texting the text line. I, I want to give, other than his, the, the Twitter name is DePod, which is pretty stupid. No, uh, oh, I don't hate it. And I, I do, I'm not a big fan of the Twitter handle, but I do like the poster. I think that was funny. It's good. Like, I know it's not original. It's, I mean, it's been done before, but it's still a pretty funny thing to do. I, I like it. It's, yeah. it, it was. Which well, is why you retweeted it. You, you, you know, even when it's a shot at you, you got to respect a good one, right? Was do it when trust arena and hasn't shown up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's also a little bit personal because there's this whole, and we talked about this during the coaching search. There's this whole, I, I guess, mystery about what exactly happened DePaul with wanted DePaul him, with yeah. Kenny Payne. Like on one side, you've got, and I have said this several times. I can't tell you exactly what went down. You, you hear two different stories from two different people, regardless of who you talk to. There's one side that says Kenny Payne had the job locked up. Said thanks, but no thanks. There's another side that says, you know, DePaul at the last second decided Kenny Payne wasn't their guy. They didn't want him. Whatever happened, there's bad blood between Kenny Payne and Dwayne Peavy. Like I can tell you that for I guess a fact. So yeah. Because I mean, when it, when the other rumor that came out that was like maybe a package deal, Kenny Payne and Dwayne Peavy to U of L, somebody who was very very close to both of these people was like, if Kenny Payne goes to Louisville. Dwayne Peavy ain't coming. If yeah. Dwayne Peavy goes to Louisville, Kenny Payne ain't coming. I heard it from a, a couple different people said the same thing that are close to Kentucky have told me the same thing. So like, there's that element to it, but it was the, the oh my god, the, the text line. What well, now is just the same people just sending different texts. Like like that doesn't change like the the amount. So you guys can just go nuts with that because it's not going to change what we have in front of us. But uh, hold but on, I love the fact we're getting because because really you don't know. I mean, you put the, the text line on your tweets. I do when you I tweet the show I mean, tweet, and that was my I, most recent tweet today. So they all saw it. I mean, it's all. Also, I believe, I mean, it's, it might even be on, like, the Big X. I think it's on the Big X, like, on the, the headline or whatever. I think it even listed. Yeah. But, yeah, the fact that it's, I guess they've gotten tired of texting, uh, tweeting you, and now they've come to texting the text line at you. Man, when, um, when, when, the, when DePaul Day was killed forever, when that happened, like, I always knew that this was a possibility. Oh, it's going to be resurrected like Jesus. It's not. It's done. It's dead. But, like, so when, when I was just getting, I mean, everything on my timeline, just, like, all these people saying the worst things imaginable about me, like, it just every direction. I mean, what can you do in that situation? I was like, yeah, I deserve all of this. Like, you guys have – if I were you, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I've been making fun of your program for years and years and years. We've never lost to you since I've been doing this. You get the win on our home floor in a season where we were supposed to be better than you were. Your freshman scores a billion points on us. Like, yeah, like, I deserve every inch of this. Did they finish more wins than us? 
Uh, I don't know. They ended I'll up being. Give, yeah. They did the classic DePaul thing, which is give their fan base hope with a big win in December and Ooh. then finish last or second to last. Yeah, the well, they lost their first like four games technically by forfeit because of COVID. Then they got them back though, right? Yeah. The text says, what type of cupcakes is the Ville scheduling? I mean, look at our schedule. You can find out. We're going to Maui. We're playing Kentucky. We're playing a team from the Big Ten. Uh, we're probably still going to play Oklahoma State. It's not a cupcake. Schedule. Actually, we dropped the cupcake. Uh, <laughs> uh, now they're coming for you. At Trevor Kelsey on Twitter. I'll bring it. Texture says, uh, Kenny Skurd. Texture says, Stubbs is better. No, he's not. Texture says, Stubbs he, is better than what? The thing is, like now I know you're just, you guys are just doing this for effect. He's given, he's done nothing for you guys. Your roster sucks for this year. Come on. Uh, Texas says Imani's going to DePaul. I don't think that's true. Imani Bates? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Texas says DePaul owns U of L. Rather turd. Tell the babbling idiot to shut up. <laughs> Wait, am I the babbling idiot? I don't know. Maybe. At Trevor Kelsey, DePaul fans. I'm. You know what's sad? Texas says Mike Nutt. Is you DePaul fans? I'm willing to bet I know more about your basketball program than you do. You're probably right. That's 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 the scary part about it. Texture says putting the L in Louisville. Kenny is scared. <laughs> now they're just getting worse. I, I was hoping with the text line was at least going to be fun, but they're just not good. Oh yeah, we're gonna put the D in DePaul. Well, <laughs> they did have the, that fear the D brand for a while there, which somebody one of the DePaul fans sent me one of those shirts. I think it was a porn movie. I, thought I can't. They can't wear that in title. public. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't wear that in public anymore. Uh, Texas Trevor needs to be mandated to watch the Friday Night Lights TV series. You do. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah, you know what? Because I re- I didn't really watch a little bit of Friday Night Lights the movie recently. I should. I guess I should watch it. That and I want to. I've had good recommendations. And anybody that can confirm these recommendations that the Lincoln Lawyer TV series on Netflix is good. Yeah. Which is why I watched the movie the other day because I wanted. I thought, well, I'm gonna watch the movie first and I watch the TV series. Um, we also- Friday Night Lights the season two that's supposedly skippable though. Is like in one of the seasons supposed to be like not even worth watching? I think it's the second one that got cut short by the writer strike. Oh yeah, that was bad when the writers went. Yeah, that TV. And so it just ends abruptly, and like all of the the storylines, they try to tie it together with like the, the first like five minutes of the next season, but it's like it was impossible to do. Okay, I just, one of the main characters from that season just disappears forever, and they don't explain it. And so, well, it's like, well, <laughs> he's, he's not living with uh, with Buddy Garrity anymore. I guess he just died. Who knows? Spoiler: uh, It's only five seasons, though, right? Five, yeah. I can handle five, maybe. I don't know. I- I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we Before we get into the other questions that people have talked about, we talked about, you asked the question, has there ever been, since the songs that you were playing in the, in the 60s, 70s, a non-English song that's been number one on American Billboard charts? People have said Despacito. Ooh, I've never heard of that. But that was like a, a Bieber song, but it was... Justin Bieber? Yeah, but like that was... Only the hook was not in English. Yeah, no, the whole song has to be in, in another language. Now, granted, Falco's La Bamba is somebody that uh, somebody else. Mentioned. La Bamba's a good one. That's yeah. that's that's a good. I like La Bamba. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's still few and far between. For sure. Right, and, yeah. and when's I mean, and again, we haven't had one. I mean, the closest I guess would be Macarena, but I mean, they still had to add. Some, I mean, it didn't actually hit popularity. Obviously, like I said until they added the English hooks to it. But yeah, DePaul, but it, by the way, did have more wins than us last year. Oh, I hope so. We had 13. We had 15. Well. <laughs> so not a whole lot more, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fact that we still had to curiously look it up is this to tell you something, right? I mean. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Texas says, trust me, Mike was the best law class student of all time. Oh, look at that. That's the first time Texter, too. Maybe somebody I went to law school with. Look but, at you. you. You were just knocking out the. See, that's the I thing. You were, you were the star of law class. Law class. But you just, you know, you, life got kind of distracted you a little bit. You know, you, you got you got caught up in the, 
in the in the in the college lifestyle. The rat race. This was like five years the after rat, I graduated the rat, college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it happens. Texas, if it weren't for the pots, Mike would be taking on the IRP by Louisville on himself. Yeah, I would have. I would have solved this thing. I could use that statement for so many things. I would have progressed the hell out of it. <laughs> Gotten us right out of it. Am I? Am I? Am I the Oliver Plaque to your your brigands? Yeah. Then what was it? Henry Re- Henry Rex was his name. Rex Henry something. Yeah. Maybe you do what Henry Rex would do. Cheat. <laughs> Seriously, boy, there are some mad fan bases out there because we got Owens saying the usual nonsense that we had had to have paid him. Let them hate. Great job by Coach Sat and the crew. It's I, yeah, I but this. you paid him. It's not an excuse. It's not an insult anymore. It's exactly. <laughs> it's it's by the rules, people. That's the thing. I mentioned this at the top of the show, like. I've had since last night and this morning, like three different Texas radio stations have been like, hey, we'd love to have you come on. I don't know how they got my number. These weren't like emails. These were just straight texts. You probably listen. Are you listening like the uh, the Football Writers Association book? Basketball, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I guess how, that's how it is. But like, that's how just, I would get a hold of people all the time. I've never done non-college basketball radio in summer. I've never had like it's just it's hilarious because you know that all these because I, I do the thing. I like to do the thing when I'm on road trips by myself, not with the, the family, the kids. Where I, I listen to the local sports radio and wherever I town I'm going through. I love doing it as well. And whenever you're down south, like, it doesn't matter if it's June, July, May. Like, college football is the discussion. Like, it, it's all they're talking yeah. about. And I assume that the same is in Texas. If they're not, I guess if they're not talking about pro football or. You know, I mean, they'll sneak the, in the a little bit of teams. basketball here and there probably, but not. But yet. this was like a, I think his, the radio station that I got this morning was like Sikkim Radio, which is a, or, you know, Texas A&M thing. They did the Gigum thing. So I'm assuming that they're just talking Texas A&M nonstop, and most of the summer discussion is about the upcoming football season or football recruiting. And I, the part of me wishes that like it hadn't been on during the show because I would have loved to have gone on there and just have them be like, "What the hell are y'all doing?" I mean, we could have simulcasted it through the show. It would have been fun. That'd have been interesting. That'd have been a radio first for us, right? The thing is, I don't have an answer for those questions because, like, we just know make one up because people. All I can tell you is what I said at the beginning when people are like, "Well, Adidas is helping them out." Pierce Clarkson's dad, Steve Clarkson, is an Adidas rep. He's helping him out. Yeah. This collective and these local businesses, they're deep digging in their pockets. Yeah. All that stuff probably happening. It's probably a combination of all that stuff. And then also, I think that you can't, like, it's not like. He's <laughs> coming from the Dallas of the Ohio Valley. Well. <laughs> it's not like, and again, don't, don't misconstrue this as me saying, you know, Louisville is a top-tier college football program or whatever. But it's not like we're Kent State. It's not like we're a, a group of five program. It's not like we haven't had a Heisman State Trophy. People are pissed. Yeah, the, Kent, the, the Flash's fan base that loves the Rutherford show. They just tuned out in mass. But it's not like we haven't had a Heisman Trophy winner in the last decade. We've it's had, not like we haven't had top ten finishes in the last 20 years. We've, we've had, had as multiple. many Heisman winners as AM has, right? And Manziel's the only one, I believe. I believe you're right. We've, I mean, in the last two decades, the, the, the sort of the, the time period where a lot of these recruits have existed, we've won multiple top-tier bowl games. We've won the Orange Bowl. We've won the Sugar Bowl. Going back to the 90s, we won the Fiesta Bowl. It's not like there's zero success. And it's not like there's a, a a system that wouldn't be appealing to these kids. As average as we've been under Scott Satterfield, the offense has been top-tier every single year. We put up ridiculous numbers. Malik Cunningham has put up absurd numbers. It's conducive to a, a running back with the skill set of a guy like Ruben Owens. Look at what Javion Hawkins did in year one. Mm-hmm. He became our first 1,000-yard rusher since Palau Pal, almost a decade. Um, you clearly can put up big-time numbers at the wide receiver position. We saw Tutu Atwell become a, a high-level draft pick. Like, it's not like there aren't reasons to come here and play. Now, are there 
better reasons to come here and play than go to Georgia or Alabama or Texas. No, I'm not trying to say that. But if you have the NIL stuff on top of the fact that it's not an awful landing spot, it makes a little bit more sense there. And the fact that people can't wrap their minds around that is sort of funny to me. But suck at Clemson fans. That's what we get. Um, he was not, but he was their second. John David Crow won in 57. John David Crow. That son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, a and fans are probably mad at me. Now. How can you forget John David Crow? Texas, it's like L is getting blamed for shooting threes after the three-point line was introduced. We're supposed to stick to layups. Hey, the irony I made that, that I made that same like, kind of comparison last hour. The kind of irony of that is that Louisville was one of those schools that didn't even acknowledge the three-point line until like 92. And we also won the last <laughs> national title before the three-point line was implemented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas, the cutback, cutbacks in the zone blocking scheme, man. After watching Owen's highlight tape, he looks like he's going to kill it in Sats offense. It does look like he would fit perfectly into what we do from a running standpoint. This isn't, and stop me if this makes me come off like negative Nancy here. But as much as I'm loving the excitement and the, and trust me, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, the excitement is, is from head to toe of, of these skill position players and these big recruits. I want to see, some, we need to see some offensive linemen in, in particular coming into the, these classes. Oh, we're getting them. And we may get one before the end and of the we'll, show. And with some of what, 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 the thing that kind of worries me is that linemen aren't going to come in and play right away normally. I mean, skill, yeah, but we've had it happen before. Yeah, but you just, it's they're few and far between. I, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Skill position guys are still tough to even play as true freshmen, but you, you can play wide receiver, running back, uh, quarterback as a true freshman. A l- obviously, way easier than you can anywhere on the offense or defensive line. And the pro- and the, the, the few that are physically ready to even play as freshmen on the offensive line usually aren't mentally ready. And you're going to take a lot of bumps with that. So, I mean... We, there have been, I mean, Makai Becton was ready. He was very good as a true freshman. Yeah. Jamon Brown was not. He took his lumps, I mean, but he and, ended and up And Becton was good. physically ready, too. I mean, again, that's the other Fair thing. Fair point. There's not a whole lot of guys that are 6'6", like 300 pounds, yeah. that athletic. I mean, like the kid that's going to Kentucky that bounced around school is like he's physically probably ready to play next year as a freshman now. Whether he's good enough is, is here or there. I mean, even the, the ones that are physically big enough ready to play coming straight out of high school on the offensive line particularly... I mean, they're not. I mean, those they're not. There's not many of them out there every year, and most of those, most of those are still going to you know Alabama and Georgia and and schools like that. It's a fair point. Now, having said that, one of the guys, the guy that is rumored to be potentially committing to us today is Madden Sanker, who's down to us in Georgia, and he is one of the top five offensive linemen in this class. Like, who do we have underclassmen on this line right now? Because we brought four. Oh, I'm four, getting there. I'm getting because four of our starters from last year are coming back. I'm getting there. Yeah. So I think he would be a guy that you could plug in and probably play right away. The other guys. Guys like Luke Burgess, who I think we feel good about, maybe needs a redshirt year before he's ready, to, or maybe would have to be in a backup role. And when you look at the line right now, because the line should be good this season. Yes, I agree. But you're going to lose, you're 100% going to lose Caleb Chandler, who you'd lose anyway because he's on everybody's draft board right now, but he's a redshirt senior. Yeah. You're going to lose Adonis Boone, I guess technically could come back. He's a senior. I think he could use that NCAA year. He's probably gone, though. You would get back Renato Brown. He's a redshirt sophomore. I don't think he's going to be going anywhere I pro. Doubt it. You could potentially get Brian Hudson, the Virginia Tech transfer, who's been very good for us, who's probably going to step into the center role. Left. He's got one year left. He's a redshirt okay. junior. I thought he was a senior. I thought he was gone. He could come back. But you lose Chandler. You, you lose Trevor Reed. You're going to lose, um, I, I think, probably Adonis Boone as well. That's three of five. That's three of five. And maybe if you lose Hudson, that's four. And the guys that you have backing them up right now this year aren't 
all like we'll see. I mean, Luke uh, Kandra, who was a very high recruit a couple of years, he redshirted last year. Yeah, he um, who's the other one? Uh, Michael Gonzalez is is another redshirt freshman that I think will get playing time this year. If those guys step up and become serviceable, you could feel pretty good about your line a year from now. But it's not going to be nearly as accomplished or as experienced as it is this season. It's, it's, it, you have to load up in this class, and I think they're going to. And you can, because yeah, because a lot of the guys you're getting in this this class coming up for the 24 class aren't going to play probably till 25. And, just, and, but you can always hit the transfer portal for an offensive lineman to fill fill like you did with Hudson, I guess. It's the point that you've made too, because I, I keep seeing people talking about, well, like this year should be, you know, this should be okay. But wait, we get this class in the 2023 season, and you're like, eh, like we're not going to be a, a top 10 team playing. 20 true no, freshmen. No, no, like we're going we're gonna to take a lot of bumps that year, probably. If anything, you're looking towards 2024 being like the year where you take that leap, leap forward mm-hmm. and you're a hot team coming into 2025. And I know it, nobody wants to wait that long, but if this class is going to wind up becoming like the class, that's the process. I mean, look at what happened with the Teddy class. Yeah. Year one, Charlie throws a lot of those kids in the fire. They struggle to get off to a two and four start. They wind up going six and six and win their bowl game. And we have, or they, I think they end up going seven and five, lose their bowl game. But we have hope for the future. The next year, they actually win the Sugar Bowl. They're a year ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. But I think people sort of forget that team did lose two games. They lost to UConn and Syracuse back to back at the end of the season. The team the year after, if we had played a decent schedule, even a decent schedule, that should have been, in my opinion, the best local football team of all time. They had the most talent. Like that was the year that you circle with that class. That was year three for Teddy, year three for a lot of those guys, year four for that first Charlie class. And they Parker ended was up still on that team too, right? He yeah. was still on the team. Yeah. He was a junior. And they end up unfortunately only playing one good team and at Central Florida, who they, you know, comes back and, and I still loses blame myself for that. And they could have beaten Miami by seventy points in that bowl game if they wanted to. Like they were just so insanely gifted. But that's the process. Like you have yeah. I, I think we can expect to be good if this if these guys are all as good as advertised. You can expect to be good in 2024. You hope to be really good in 2025. That's the year you circle. And maybe you overachieve. Maybe you get a good combination of returning guys and young freshmen who are just that ready to get on the field in 2023, and you win eight or nine games. But it's not going to, like, we're not going to be just because this class is coming in and is going to be top 20 good. We may not be top 20 good in 2023 just because we have these true freshmen. I that sadly are gonna play. don't think a majority of people realize that either. I mean, I, I see it a lot. It's. I think and you never know. Yeah, and you're gonna, you're, and you're going to see it when, when when that season's happening, and you are seeing your struggles with playing young kids, and you know whether whoever, whomever the coaches is Satterfield, you know, hopefully, you know, to keep them there for that that matter. But yeah, and you're going to see people going, "Oh man, these are, kids are bust." I'm like, you just come back to no, just no. Be paid. This isn't basketball. It's, it's it's a completely different world when it comes to stepping in basketball. You can step in right away as a freshman and dominate, and in football you can to a certain degree, but. I mean, those guys are generational guys. I mean, you're not, you're talking your Reggie Bushes and your, and your players yeah. like that. I'm not saying Ruben Owens the second isn't that guy, but let's, let's be real. They're, they're hard. I mean, those guys are. Gen- I mean, literal generation. Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL, and maybe him one of the best college football seasons in college football history, was a guy who sat behind Dwayne Haskins yeah. or you know whoever it was for three years. And we're not even sure. I mean, whoever the quarterback is in 2023 is going to be stepping into that role for the first time, whether it's Pierce Clarkson as a true freshman or Caleb Johnson as a red shirt. Like, we don't know, but you have to expect that they're going to take some lumps. Like, yeah. th- that's just the way that the sport works. The, the best quarterbacks who become, like Teddy Bridgewater was not himself as a true freshman. Lamar Jackson was so up and down that he was splitting time with Kyle Bolin throughout his freshman season. Like, <laughs> and then Both those threw guys. interceptions their first pass attempts. They did. I mean, and Teddy was up and down. Without question. And it wasn't until the end of the seasons for both those guys when when they were freshmen where it started to click a little bit and you thought, okay, yeah, as sophomore, they're going to be a problem. Like, 
it was Lamar in the bowl game and the second half of that Kentucky game after we, we forget Bolin started the regular season finale. Kyle Bolin had been the better quarterback in Bobby Petrino's eyes at the end of the year. And then Bolin was terrible. Lamar comes in, destroys Kentucky, oh, has beautiful. a month to prepare for Texas A&M, we were destroys down Texas A&M. Seven when he came in, too. I think it was 24-7. It was, it oh, and then we beat him like 38-24. Yeah. yeah, it was so beautiful. And he did the wink after he came off the field. Oh, the man, oh, that's it was good. So But Teddy was the same way. I mean, Teddy, he, he gets the starting role after that performance against UK, and then we turn around and barely score the next week against North Carolina, and he doesn't really show out and become himself until the end of the season in the Big East, plays well in the bowl game, but it wasn't until like that happened at the end of the year that we really got excited for a sophomore year Teddy and sophomore year Lamar, and that's probably going to be the case with whoever you play at quarterback in 2023. Um, Texter says, did Trevor just say Deshaun Watson and, com- and compound in the same sentence? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Texas said the mayor got hit with a "you got my sister pregnant" punch. <laughs> that's, a that's a good one. I like that. Texas said, um, "I wonder if he knocked up a dude's sister." Texas said, "Roush said this morning, U of L's recruitment recruited the best seven-on-seven team in the country. Madden commitment less than twelve hours after saying that would be so freaking funny." Yeah, I mean, we're look. Was he saying because there's no linemen in the group? Or, I mean, I guess seven, we're, seven has linemen. But. I mean, we had the picture that they, which Yuval did a smart thing. They had all those linemen in together on that visit with Clarkson, and they did like the picture, the, the photo op where it's like those five guys and Pierce in the middle. Like these are my quarterback, these are my dudes. Like that, yeah. it was a smart thing, and I think they're going to get at least three of those guys. Okay, I think we feel good about that, and and you know we have some defensive linemen that we're excited about in the class. Did too. Roush and KRC guys move away from the the fake L's down recruit picture? I guess. I guess that, yeah. They moved on from that. Who's they, another one who could come here? Kobe they've, Keenum. They've tapped out on that, that, that's grasping at paper straw. You can only take that. that one so far. There's yeah. only, even in the summer, there's only so much content you can sweep. That, that's a like five hour hit radius, and then it's done. <laughs> then, then people move on. Texas, I've been waiting very patiently for seven months to make my LCPT uh, submission, and with each hour that passes today, the more I want to change my nomination to Rutherford. Yeah, I got, I had a bad day. LCPT. We do a least cool person tournament on Card Chronicle every year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I knew about that. I just didn't yeah. know. I didn't think, I didn't catch the, the, the shortening of yeah, it. Okay. I, got, I got sick today and it ruined. Did not start, was this supposed to start today? I, I said yesterday that I was going to open the nomination process today. It's going to be an interesting year. Like, who comes to mind? Because we do this every year where it's, it just strictly based on the athletic season that just ended. And it's just locally, correct? Yeah. like, And it doesn't have to actually be a person. In keeping with, remember, like, time person of the year wasn't always a person. Like, some yeah, they, Sports yeah. Illustrated person of the year hasn't always been a person. Like, one year, I, I think, like, horse, like yeah. COVID won two years ago. I think, um, like, the NCAA selection committee has won a couple of times. The NCAA infractions committee has won. So it doesn't have to be. It's just, like, uncool things that happened or uncool people things that that existed that hurt Louisville sports in the past athletic season. That's what this is all about. I mean, I'm assuming Chris Mack's winning this year, right? I think like I, he's the first thing that I thought of, and I, I get it, but like, it still seems like kind of a stretch. I mean, he's gonna be Mack, Vince. I don't think Vince will be in. There. What was who, what was the president Kapute? Neely Benaputi might be in there. I mean, I would think all three should be in there. There was a lot of talk. Should, I mean, I'm not saying that Vince could should win or or, or whoever should win, but they should be. He should be represented. I don't think Vince will be in there. Neely Benaputi might be in there. He, there's been a lot of the talk. The way he did the Florida State thing, he needs to be in there. Dude. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's going all to happen. Right, I, right. I, I'll let the nomination process play out, okay. but I don't think that's going to happen. There's been a lot of talk the last week or so about how Benaputi was kind of hams, like hamstringing Scott Satterfield and company with NIL stuff. Like She didn't want it to go, and when she left, that's opened the floodgates. I've got no idea if that's true. I have fun with that, Penn State. People are just blaming her for everything. Like, I don't blame her for the deal thing. I mean, I I'm not saying there's I don't know connection, but I mean, that's, I, I mean, 
it's uh, if anything, I mean, I don't really blame her for anything other than I mean that she obviously was maybe smarter than we were about the future of Chris Mack. I mean, might have been. I mean, other than that, uh, I'm assuming who else could be on the, the least coolest? I was gonna say the um, oh crap, I had somebody. We're getting some nominations coming in. Texture says, uh, my nomination is Tim Sullivan. Texture says, Dr. Mark Lynn. Oh boy, <laughs> oh no, yeah, how about uh, the, the mystery letter writer? Oh, yeah, the 37 the unnamed, letter writer. 37 unnamed business owners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about like well, Armando Baycott's got to be in there. Yeah. Baycott's yeah. in there. Baycott's in there. I, I feel like Baycott's one of those guys, though, that like loves it. Like he it's fueled for his fire. Like he'll if he sees it. I would do that. I would embrace it if I was him. Like people always every year want to nominate Matt Jones back in the day. And then other people would be like, this is what he wants. Like, this is part of – and he did get in the tournament one year. And I, I finally had – I had to text him and be like, hey, man, just so you know. Like, you're, you're going to be in this at least cool I don't know. That, I don't know if that count. I mean, just because he's a, the, the head of the your rival's family. He never – like, it's surprising. He never won it. Like, he – I think the yeah. only year he was in it, I think he only won, like, advanced – we do a tournament style. He only advanced, like, one round. So he's never really been a threat. But Calipari – Calipari always loses in the finals for some reason. Well, Cal getting there when you lose to a guy, yeah, that that's – Mitch Barnhart won one year. When was Barnhart do? <laughs> it was the year he was like doing like the whole like he just like was blasting Louisville when we were like so good. I mean, I could see him winning the UK's least least favorite person tournament. But <laughs> my favorite thing about the KRC boys is like how they just bash Barnhart. Constantly. Oh, TJ does not like Barnhart. The alcohol, but the, he has every reason to be stuff. to be critical of him. He should be. I mean, he is. I, mean, I, I applaud him for not just being like you know, oh, he's our he's our AD. Let's you know support him, support him, support him. I mean, he has reason to. I mean, you don't you don't have to agree with TJ's reasoning for not you know liking what Mitch Barnhart's done, but I think he has every reason to have those those doubts. Texas says Brother Turd has to be your new Twitter header, right? Brother no, Turd, I've, I've heard that. I mean, a million. I times. think your new Twitter header should be a picture of Mike Rutherford of Genesis. No. Like you should put that on just so when people look it up, they're like, "Hey, look, it is him." Yeah, the hit rate for that is not good though. Like, I feel like. <laughs> Our fan bases don't. There's not a whole lot of carryover. There's not a whole lot of like, coexistence between those, like the Genesis Mike Rutherford fans and the Louisville Mike Rutherford. I fans. want to create a Mike Rutherford Genesis Twitter account. <laughs> uh, DePaul fan has texted in. This DePaul fan has texted in. I think at least thirty-five times. Are they all the same tweet text? Wow, this is horrible. Who listens to this? There's absolutely nothing going on in that city. Must be so boring. The guy who's texting into a Louisville, <laughs> listening to a Louisville radio show in the middle of a Tuesday. <laughs> And texting in 35 times is saying, there's nothing going on there. It must be so boring. How bored are you? What are you talking about? We've had plenty to talk about today. We got, we got the number one running back in the country coming here. I mean, yeah, what do you got? Do you even have a football team? They have a club football team. Ooh, a, ooh, a, cl- ooh, a club football team. The uniforms team. are awesome. I bet they are. Ooh, a club team. Ooh, are fancy. Texas Mike was the first person to suggest that there should be more than one just more than just one law class and left in protest. That's exactly how it played out. <laughs> he walked out. On it. I was like, I don't think this is the best way to do things. I can't. I can't stand for this. It's gonna be fine. You only need one. Texas, what do you think the planes are for? We fly them out to the Caymans to transfer the funds. <laughs> It's like a choose-your-own-adventure for all these recruits. With banks accounts. It's a, it's a mystery. They get to, It's sort of like a scavenger hunt. At the end, when they're flying their planes around, they get their, their bankroll. I picture them rolling, like, spinning the wheel. Like, come on, Switzerland, come on. They're giving all these kids jets. <laughs> you think we flew Ruben Owens to Texas and back? He flew for himself. A private jet? He flew himself in the, in, in the Rube. We, 
<laughs> his new private jet <laughs> got for himself. The Rube tube. Uh, <laughs> it says on the side of the plane. Oh, my God. We have to go to break. Uh, Texture brings up a question that I do want to talk about coming up on the other side. We'll do that. Uh, we've got a couple other basketball things to get to. We'll, we'll revisit the, the walk-on discussion, who's coming, who's not. Uh, Imani Bates update daily is going to happen. We, don't have a D- we haven't had a DJ Wagner update in a while. Do we have a guard update? Yes. Ooh. We'll get to that. All that. Coming up on the other side here, the Mike Rutherford Show on Kind of a shocker too. That it kind of makes me mad. Like I mean, like did you ever hear the Maxwell version of that song, "This Woman's Work"? No, like I'm not really familiar with her. She did that song too. Like I knew Stan Bush was. No relation, I don't believe. Doesn't help your cause. <laughs> well, Stan Bush, he does this. He does I like when you throw like stuff like that. Like, like, I never heard of the Detroit Lions, but I know that the Bears are. It's like well, but, well oh, now, the two on. things are not the same. No, they both had the last name Bush. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm. How many bushes are there in music? It's irrelevant. I, I know what I just said, Texas. Don't, don't pull Damn, that. Man, pull that's too easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't have yeah, to swing. I know. That was, that, that was on a tee, I, but I had to say it. I mean, Stan Bush did, you know, he did the uh, the, the song from from, from Transformers and, and Boogie okay, Nights. Again, he did, neither here nor there. We, he did the theme song fine. from Bloodsport. Nobody cares. It's fine. Oh, Stan cares. Stan doesn't care. So are these, these aren't all songs from Stranger Things. Yes, it's season four. What would you play a second ago? What was the last one? Uh, last song was because uh, it wasn't the Ella Fitzgerald song. It was Ricky Nelson, Traveling Man. Okay, I really like season four. I'm excited for the last two. It's been good. Yeah, I finished I played, it uh, two days ago. Very Psych- excited. Psycho Killer, Talking Heads was on there, and then uh, I don't remember where Falco's Rock Me Amadeus was in season four. I feel like I can. I, I feel like it's right that it was in it, but I can't, I'm with you. I can't pinpoint exactly where it was played. And Psycho Killer actually came out. In like seventy seven or seventy eight, it came out way before. Because usually they stick it to like the, well, I guess I would say they do go back and forth in the time frame of the season. Mm-hmm. So because one of the songs in the next hour is, is significant, with a very creepy moment in the season. And, and I agree with that, what everybody said when I finally got to the episode. The the use of the and I know it's in pretty much all the episodes, but the the big use of running up that hill. One of the better uses of music in a TV episode that I've seen in a long time. Like I said, I hadn't heard the song. I am ashamed of myself because I kind of consider myself, you know, an 80s buff. I mean, especially when it comes to movie and music. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the song now. I mean, no, I have, to, I have to say I didn't this. It's number one on Spotify, by the way, because of that, that show, yeah. which is insane. I mean, that just shows the power of that show, too. I saw somebody has been using the meme of the Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. It's like, you may not like this, but your kids are going to love it. You may not be ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. It's like Kate Bush making running up that hill in 85. Um, the video is kind of hilarious because she's doing like mime dancing in the video. It's, it's kind of creepy. Looking. Now, I have to say this. The OC did it first. 
They the, use that song? The OC, they used the remake of it by a group called Placebo to start good name. the opening scene of season four. They played Run Up You love your OC trivia. Too, and it's a great scene. Very emotional, very dark. Is there, is there anyone that knows a lot more about OC than you do? Oh, I'm sure. Early season, maybe not. But, but I, I kind of, I, I check out. It's because you hang out with in college. She probably did, because her and her, her and her friend used to love watching OC. Oh, everyone did. Like, when I was be hanging, we'd be hanging out in my apartment, and she'd be like, can you watch the OC? I'm like, and that was 2004, 2005-ish. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. As long as in college, everybody was into it. I didn't, yeah. I mean, I, I remember them watching it, because doesn't one of them die like, in, a, in, a, in a, at a car wreck or something? Yeah, and that's, that's he, she dies at the end of season three, and the start of season four is when it's that scene where it's dark. Okay. Her ex-boyfriend's trying gotcha, to get over gotcha. it. Gotcha, gotcha. I remember, I just remember Ashley Jessica being like, oh, Lord, is that enough? Like, I'll just talk about it. I'm just sitting there going, I don't know. It's, I'm going to roll one up. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to go in the other room. That's good. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sachs line. Uh, during the break, I, I checked my email. Somebody has signed me up to, to apply at DePaul University. I don't. Here's what I don't get. If this is DePaul. They're taking they, over Ruben Owens Day, <laughs> Trev. Ruben Owens Day. They killed DePaul Day. Now they're trying to take Ruben Owens Day away from us. Am I the only one that finds it humorous that they they think it's insulting to to apply you to their school, apply you to their school? Now it go to DePaul. I mean, it's like, that's, how is that? An, is that supposed to be the insult? They're like, ah, we'll is show that a him. joke. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, you really got her. We're gonna get them. We're gonna apply them to our school that we're defending. Ha 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 ha! It's like, that, what are you trying to say about your own school, people? I mean, if they wanted to be like insulting, I mean. Why don't you apply them to Louisville? That's, yeah. that's supposed to be the joke. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I don't. I don't get how that's supposed to be an insult. Um, I learned to yourself. Man, I'm just uh, all these fans are so mad. Like it's not. Oh, it, it, does it make you wonder how DePaul has so many fans? No, because I mean I know it's Chicago, but there's also Northwestern. I mean, I'm not talking about DePaul fans. I was just talking about. I'm looking at more of the. U uh, of L recruiting. I'm looking at all every U of L media members like battling fans from different fan bases, talking about the NIL stuff, and then out of nowhere we've got like, <laughs> it's it's like the the gladiator scene scene where he's like you know he's fighting the the, the three different fighters in the in the uh, Coliseum, and then tigers come out of like nowhere, like out of left field. It's like they, those are the DePaul fans. Like we don't even like what do you, what do you do? We don't need this. Stay away. Like we, we have a whole long summer of off season. We could use the DePaul stuff for another day. Let's celebrate Ruben Owens today and deal with the other like Clemson fans and UK fans and those fans, all that stuff. Come on, get, no, get mean, away from us. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you're not even a fo- you don't even have a football team now. Did you see this in in sad news here to get to? Did you see Caleb Swanigan? This shocked me. Like it should. He's 25. I, I didn't click on details. Can you tell me what was it? Just a was it a car accident? Was it an overdose? So, Caleb Swanigan, former Purdue star, just from a couple of years ago, graduated in 2019. Was Ooh, a I took a lot of grief, by the way, because I said he was going to be a steal in the late first round. And Man. I didn't realize the, sh- the shift of the style of NBA at the time was, was not, I was unaware of, and it, it didn't match him in, in any way. He was drafted by the Blazers, first round, 26 overall. Yeah, yeah. Did not do much in the league. No, no um, it was not. he was out of the league quickly, by the way. He was out of the league quickly and apparently did not take it well. There was a remember his his whole story was he was massively overweight as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Worked himself and he was homeless for a period of time. Worked himself into shape. Was it was a really good story for Purdue. Fantastic feel good story. Really good player. There was a picture that surfaced of him recently where he has all the weight that he lost. He had put back on. He was very very large. I, I want to say he was he had to have been at least four hundred pounds. Um, Probably bigger than me. Bigger, much bigger than you. Really? Well, he's taller than me too. On top of it, yeah, he's six like, nine, he's six eight, six nine. Yeah, I'm only six three. He was. He also got arrested. Um, 
a couple of years ago, it was weed possession. So, you know, nah, I don't care what, that. what are you going to do? Um, so I don't think he had like a underlying drug problem. If, if he did, you'd think he'd have more in the car than just weed. But that was uh, another thing that happened to him. They all, all that's been reported is he died of, quote, natural causes, which seems like an odd way to phrase it for a 25 year old. But I, I guess I mean, if he's going to if he's doing other stuff, I could see, you know, leading to some heart issues with, with the weight problem and. I mean, if he's not just doing weed, and I'm not saying it's calling it OD, but if you're, you know, doing that stuff, it can, you can still, it doesn't have to lead to an overdose, but it right. can lead to like a heart attack or a stroke or something if you're, you're messing with some of that speed stuff too much. He had a lot of issues too that people said with mental health and, and bouncing back, and this isn't, you know, like, like remember Fab Mello died of a heart attack at like 26 a few yeah. several years ago. Um, I mean, what's what the Stone one that Marvin Stone was young too. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, we had the UK recruit who died in the court. Remember, does it Jonathan Stewart was his name? The seven footer from Indiana? Who was uh he was Tubby's recruit. He was gonna be uh he was a seven footer they recruited and he he died on the court in high school from a heart heart condition. That wasn't Jonathan Stewart though, was it? It was something like that. I can't remember his name to save my life. Oh god, I think you're right. I think it, I think I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah. He had uh He's from Indianapolis, right? Yeah, because that was—I think he was in the same class that they recruited the other big guy from like uh, Wisconsin, but he didn't—he couldn't come because they found that he was smuggling cocaine into Canada. Yeah, well. and he ended up going to—he ended up play, He was on the UL Lafayette team that or the U, uh, Louisiana team that Louisville played with Tyrus Wade and those guys. He was a center, yeah. He but was a big kid on that center. I mean, incredibly sad. It'd be sad under any circumstances that a 25-year-old dies suddenly, but uh, especially sad when you consider everything that he went through to get to where he got, and then apparently when it was taken away did not react well according to many reports uh however i mean when you say natural causes who knows what that means yeah i I, my guess was like heart attack but you hate to speculate um that's the the the, i think that's the first guess it should be i mean mean, just it feels weird talking about a guy and this was 2019 or 2017 was not that long ago and i remember writing about him over at sb nation like the yeah, him setting some record for double doubles, him being in pursuit of all these Big Ten records and stuff, and yeah. you know, you don't think you're going to be talking about that guy dying in just a few years later. Just horrible, horrible news. Yeah, I just like I said, I the 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 style and NBA shift. It just it was the wrong timing for him. Unfortunately, he was not a not a guy that's just more of. I mean, he was a guy that could stand in the hot post. You right. remember right? But he wasn't the guy that's going to shoot threes. He wasn't very quick laterally. You see, uh, but he was—he was. I liked watching him at Purdue. He was a fun player to watch at Purdue. He was oh, he's really a great good. player. And uh, I was—I was kind of surprised. I thought he'd be in a little bit. I mean, I didn't think he'd be an all-star, but I thought he could be like a—I mean, even he's like a Malik Rose level player, kind of. I mean, you know, just kind of heavy set, big guy that could bang in there, and but just couldn't do it. On a related note, I don't know if you saw this today. Gary Parish over at CBS wrote a story saying the evolution of the center position in the NBA has changed the game at that level so much that it's pushed a lot of productive college bigs back to, to college. Like Gary Parish ripping me off. I was going to say, I was like, Trevor had this three months ago. Like, yeah. Trevor was on top of this, Gary. Like, you, you should be working I mean, on CBS. You, when you call some players in the, the center position in the NBA, you, when you call them centers, you're playing fast and loose with that term, by the way. I mean, it's. You're not wrong. And I, I do think you're right in saying. Like it may change the way the games played at the college level for the next few years, at least until you know all this stuff is cyclical. Who knows? The game will change at every level. I think it'll be slower than you you just think. And I think we're talking a few years. I mean, I think we're we're gonna see it in more like eight nine years down the road. But you're still gonna need guards yeah. as There's, long as you still keep the one. I mean, the way they're, they're they're doing with you know you can you can transfer and stay in. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you're still gonna need guards. I agree, but. I think you're going to see, a back, like I said, back to where more like we were in the 80s, not to the style, when, and of course, no three-point line, but 
to where your some of your final four teams have big big men. It's been a while since we've seen. Uh, when's the last time a team was led by a primarily big, good big man in college football or college basketball? I mean, you can make the case at least in the final four that Kansas this year was led by, by Dave McCormick. Like, yeah, you're was, right. And that's to your point, like the the two teams, and I know Kansas and North Carolina both had guards that played a huge role in getting to where they they got. But North Carolina's best player for the entire season, and I think even in the tournament, was Armando Baycott, mm-hmm. double double machine, who is a traditional college big who doesn't have a spot at the NBA right now. And Kansas's best player in that national title game, the biggest reason why they won, uh, because their guards did not play particularly well, was a, a center in David McCormick, who's the exact same thing. Great college center. Probably not a spot for him in the NBA right now, the way the game's being played. Um, and I, hey, maybe this is your moment, Big Ten. It's been two decades since you no, won a national title. Yeah. Maybe this is your time. You've been waiting for this to happen for a long time. Uh, it could be here. Purdue, I mean, case in point, like they have, they continue to go with the traditional center route. They always have a couple of seven footers who are not going to, they're going to have Zach Eady this upcoming season, who's like seven four, who's not going to step outside and shoot. He's limited in his athleticism. He's you know, the classic back to the basket big man. And they've had success with that to a degree. Now, they haven't gotten to a Final Four or a national title, but the tournament's weird. They could have easily won that game against Virginia. You can argue they should have won that game against Virginia when the Cavaliers wound up winning the national title. So, Big Ten, hang in there. Your time has come. Or or is coming. Should be here soon. It's been what twenty two years. It's going to be. It's almost maybe around twenty five. Let's say the twenty fifth anniversary of Michigan State. Twenty five sounds right. Twenty five sounds about right. Uh, Texas Tech Nine only makes hits. He's, he, you're right. Is Tech Nine in jail. I don't I have no idea. I feel like I saw Tech Nine on like on Twitter recently. The sad thing is there were like two Tech Nines. There's like a producer Tech Nine and like a rapper Tech Nine, and they spelled their names differently. One used the number. One used like the, the address. One of them died. And, like, everybody was, like, tweeting about the Tech Nine who was still alive. Just saying, like, RIP, like, can't believe it. And he was like, I'm still alive. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I understand your confusion, yeah. but I'm still here. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, you're right. Tech, the one that's alive is Tech, and it's spelled not in number nine, N-E. Right, correct. Which, it doesn't spell nine, but. Man's an innovator. We'll, we'll just move away from that. I'm a player. I'm a player. <laughs> He is uh, also known as Aaron Yates. Uh, I believe he's probably a cousin of, of David. And uh, he is just still technically alive. He is 50 years old from Kansas City, the rap hub of America. He used to have songs that were on Madden back in the day. I remember that. Did he? Okay. Uh-huh. You, I, you probably know his music a little bit. Well, last couple of years in Madden, I've, I, I've been traditionally muting the game. Uh, yeah, here, here we go. Madden uh, 06. Oh, that was the McNabb year. On the yeah, cover. There you go. He's also been in MM uh, 25 to Life, which is a third-person shooter game. WWE 2K18. This guy's like the Michael Jordan of video games. UFC 3, Midnight Club Los Angeles. <laughs> Fight Night Round 4. Which, by the way, we can we get a new boxing game on PS4? We haven't had a boxing game in like 10 years. I'm just saying, I would like to play. Every time I see a movie like The Fighter on, I watch it, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to play boxing now. I have to go like to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on my NES because I don't have the boxing game that's come out in like 10 years. last one that came out was, uh, I used this, uh, what was that song about a dollar? I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. Hey, hey. Do you remember that song? No. That was on the soundtrack, and that was what my boxer came out to. Okay. I'm just going to let you go. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> 
The texter says. Started it with Tech Nine Talk. Uh, Texas, yeah. the, well, text line. Text not only makes bangers. He does. He does. Texas, the take of UofL using NIL money to get recruits makes me laugh as much as the nation saying Lamar Jackson reminds them of Michael Vick like they're Sherlock Holmes and no one knows that two plus two equals four. <laughs> it is hilarious. Good I don't like think that. they'd be having this class if it weren't for NIL. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. I think we should just like mess with them when they say it. Like, no, have you not seen the downtown area? Have you been to 4th Street? <laughs> Our waterfront was voted one of the 10 best in America. You don't think that has anything to do with this? <laughs> Three words for you. Bourbon and beyond. Yellow bridge. <laughs> Bourbon and beyond. Louder than life. Tailspin ale fest. <laughs> yeah. Bowman Field. We have one of the top 25 Catholic picnics in America at St. Joe's Orphanage. Yes, St. Joe's picnic. Hey, you ever been to a St. You ever been to a Catholic picnic in Kentucky? Boy, you have no idea. Do they keep the push on blackjack? Yes. Does Ruben Owens care? No. <laughs> That's what you need to do now, people. He's Just a cake booth man. Everyone that comes at you with the Keno well, pull tab, you're paying them. Be like, no, we're not. Have you never? Have you ever taken a tour of the South End? I mean, come on. You play the frog game at St. Joe's Picnic? <laughs> Have you seen the St. Agnes Carnival? Oh, man, I'm just going to love. Please tell me, because you get so much more people that complain at you. Please tell me you're going to do that on Twitter just to watch them just just get so angry at you. You ever been for a ride in the Ohio? <laughs> you, ever, you ever take a tour in the Bell Louisville? Stare down at that icy blue water? You haven't lived till you've been to Monkey at Monkey, monkey Eyebrow. <laughs> the smell of that river smack you in the face? <laughs> Our, our secret weapon, Clarksville. <laughs> please and thank you, chocolate chip cookies. Those are incredible. I would go to some place that had please and thank you cookies. I wish we still had the River Falls Mall to use in this joke. Oh. That'd be awesome. But I'm, the Mall of America of the Midwest. Texas is why hasn't the mayor already hired Trevor to run his security detail? I mean, I could do a worse job. I'll be honest with you. I would have at least tried to chase the guy. Well, yeah. Now, I, I can. T- I, I, There's I, nobody in the video that <laughs> looks like there are security details. I know I'm not going to catch him. I'm fully aware of this. Odds are I probably won't get very far. In fact, you could probably take the camera skill, and you'll probably see him running and then me running, and before I even get out of frame. He wasn't spray, even running. He before, walked before away. Before he even gets sprayed by the camera, I'm probably already in the ground, like, huffing and puffing. But I would still at least attempt it. That man went up there. Punched the mayor in the face, fully expected to be tackled and arrested. <laughs> he's like, he walked around. It was so like, much so <laughs> that he had zero plan, exit plan. He just walked away and was like, well, I wasn't expecting this, but I guess this is cool. I, I, I'm not going to just stay here. I mean, nobody even, even, even like a bystander didn't try to stop him. One guy did. One guy like, oh, they ra- did? One guy runs over to him, and you see the, the, the mayor puncher kind of like brace himself for a fight or like get ready. And then, like, nothing happens, and then he just turns away and walks. <laughs> and that was it. And now we can't find him. Now we can't find him. He's on the lam. How does that happen? It, one of the more mind-blowing recent local stories, which is saying something. If you're Mayor Fisher, you start to think, like, am I that hated? Like, no one wants to even help help me with the guy that punched me? You do feel like an— Have uh, I just ignored me? You do have that, like, kind of quarterback complex where it's like, are they really just not blocking for me? Yeah, like, I like, mean— I'm getting hit in my blind side a lot. I, just, I would start being—I mean, I, I'm not saying to self-doubt yourself, but maybe a little bit. Are these guys really that bad, or are they just not doing this on purpose? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder here. How did that not make, like, major news, by the way? I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been a bigger story. Like, like if, I watched the hockey anything, game. If anything, it should be on, like, Bill Maher just as a joke. 
like mocking us for not protecting our mayor who gets punched and the guy walks away. I saw the and, and here we go political thing. Big J journal. Like you're gonna be people are gonna be upset. The liberal media, but I did see and it was silly that the Washington Post framed it as like two attacks on like liberal candidates and mayors in, in Louisville in as many months. I'm like, that's like, like that's is, that's okay. one way to frame it, I Wait, guess. We can laugh at the guy, the mayor getting punched. You can't mock the guy for almost getting shot. I don't okay? even think you can laugh at the mayor getting punched. Oh, you know, I can. Kind of done, is it funny in hindsight a little bit? Kind of the same way that the, the Rand Paul attack was funny a little bit, but also like it's, but we, we can't just have dudes walking up to the mayor of Louisville and punching him in the face without repercussions. Like, no, this should not be happening. Well, the, the fact there's it was no not a small punch. either. The fact there's no repercussions is concerning. But the fact somebody actually walked up and punched him to me is funny. I'd rather somebody walk up and punch a guy than try to shoot him. That's for damn sure. Well, the thing is, like now, what's scary about it to me is if, if you're somebody who did potentially want to assassinate the mayor. You look at that video and you're like, well, this is going to be way easier than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought I was going to get a sniper gun. It's <laughs> I mean, There's nothing good about it. Like, I know we're making a lot of it, but it is. there's a very scary element to it. Like The mayor of Louisville should be better protected than he was. I mean, I like to think that this was like someone's get-out-of-jail-free card with that. Like, So now they're going to protect him better, hopefully? I mean, I guess. Like, who knows? Like, Maybe they're like, this guy's on his way out anyway. He's lame. He's last few months of work here. I've already kind of checked out mentally. Like, well, you, you can't do that when you're on security detail. the detail. mayor election? Uh, I'm assuming it would be November. Is it coming up already in November? How long is mayor is for two years or four years? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's for four. Governor's four, right? Or is governor two? Because one, one, I thought one was two and one's four. Well, we're asking questions we don't need. I'm assuming it's, I think it's four for mayor. Somebody will know on the text line. Somebody will know. I mean, I just say <laughs> Apparently, I have a, I'm, it's a bad take for me to for being pro assaulting people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd I'm say... not condoning it. I'm not saying you should go up to your 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 local official and you know kick him in the crotch like I thought would be the funny. It's to not see, great. But... It's not it's not your best take. Yeah, I think it's four. Looks okay. like it's four. Damn, just looking at Jerry Abramson forever. <laughs> there for like forty years. So long. I mean, Fisher's been here for over. He a was mayor now. when I was in fourth grade. I was part of uh, Operation Brightside. He was mayor when I was two years old, and then mayor <laughs> still when I was four years removed from college. That's pretty impressive. Small break in between. That's fine. Yeah. We had the Dave Armstrong era. Ruined NBA to Louisville for us. I don't even remember that dude was. Well, he was there. You related to John Y. Brown? You know how I feel about that guy. You do. You don't like him. Well, uh, no. a break. We I would have punched him. We have an hour to, for the people complaining about the lack of basketball updates. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that discussion. Uh, Monty Bates, sure. We'll, we'll bring it up. Masterpiece Kid, sure. We'll talk about it. DJ Wagner, just a little something new out there. We'll talk about it. We'll take more of your texts as well. 502-414-1450. Less mayor punching talk, hopefully, coming up in hour number three. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. certain songs that you hear like, i never thought of it that way though until now like i, I don't think i'll get past it yeah there's a 
I'm trying to think of the song. There's an X Files episode that had like a really, it was a really creepy, like these like weird. <laughs> Did you watch X Files when you were? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I never got into X Files. I watched it for a little bit and then like, I I checked out. My manager at, at, at uh, Joe Muggs loved X Files. Like he was obsessed with it and like he would talk about it all the time. But there was like this, like inbred family that like, it was a really oh, weird the, episode. Yeah, it's the one where they find the baby buried. They got a lot of crap for that. I remember the episode. I know what you're talking about. And like. It's got the baby hand in the bag. And yeah. the song, I think it's a Johnny Mathis song. Like, the, oh, the, oh, wonderful, oh, the wonderful, like that song. Okay. And every time I would hear it, my parents, big Johnny Mathis people. Yeah, Johnny Mathis is cool. Huh? Every time I heard it, I, I could not get over it. I kind of feel the same way about, to a lesser extent, because I love the song, um, Tom Petty, American Girl. I think of Buffalo Bill, like, because it's the song that is playing when she's singing it in her car when he abducts her. Is she really? I never thought I realized yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I still kind of think about that one. It's I, it's not the first thing because I like the song a lot, but it's always in my mind at least a little bit when it comes on. That's, that's you mentioned Buffalo Bill's for a I was the that what was what's, is it Falling Kingdom? Is that the second Jurassic Park of the second no group? The newest one before the one just came out. Like the bad guy Hunter is the guy that played Buffalo Bill. Oh really? Yeah, he's also he's also in Monk. He's, he's yeah, I can't I don't know his real name. She a quite big fat one. Yeah, like I'm, I see it, I'm like I just I can't help but like giggle a little bit. Like one, I know him from Monk, which is weird enough as is because he's the cop in Monk, and I like Monk. I'm a guilty pleasure for me, but uh, like but the fact he's Buffalo Bill is just always just so weird. I did not plan on starting the five o'clock hour with this, but since we've been kind of ripping on Clemson a little bit and their and DePaul a little bit, but their, their NIL stuff and their criticisms, I just now saw this. The this is from Bet Online. The athletes who have suffered the biggest salary losses because of their investments into crypto. First of all, how much do you know about crypto? Not a, not one thing. I try, I made like an attempt to learn a couple of times. I don't even attempt. When I, I when I didn't retain any, I was like, okay, I'm gonna die not really knowing how any of this works. I'm assuming it's if 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 I find it probably as dumb as I do. What's the what's the thing that NFTs? Oh, good. It's Lord. all from the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, all, that, it's all part of the I'm same. I'm not way. even gonna bother with getting into that bad. No. So crypto, if you follow the news. Follow the tweets. Not doing great these days. That's That's been... Uh, all I see is people like, well, the crypto scam's over. These people lost money. As of right now, Trevor Lawrence apparently invested $24 million of his salary into crypto. Moron. That $24 million is currently valued at $8.96 million <laughs> in crypto coins. So he's lost uh, basically 15, 16 million? $15 million. Yeah, give or take. That's not great. Other people on this list, I don't even know. Who's Sean Culkin? Plays in the NFL. Culkin? Sean Culkin. Is that McCulley's brother? I don't know. Russell Okung is on this list. That's the football players. He invested $6.5 million. It's now worth two point five four. Andre Iguodala invested two point six million. By the way, did you know he's still on the Golden State roster or something? Yeah, he got in the game the other night at the end. The guy's like 50. Well, I think this is last season. I was like, how the hell is he still on a roster? Odell Beckham Jr.? One of the most overrated wide receivers in the NFL. Invested 750K. So now I had one good catch. Everybody thinks I'm awesome. Saquon Barkley on the list. Invested 10 mil. Well, he now might, worth 6.66 That's not mil. good for him. He's about to get cut maybe soon here, sooner than later. Not great. Trevor Lawrence, what are you doing? It's bad enough that you're in Jacksonville. You're losing. You should have known that that money you needed to, needed to last you a while. I mean, you think he just took his subway money and just like gave it to crypto? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's, is Bitcoin still doing well? I, a, Bitcoin is a type of cryptocurrency. Oh. <laughs> That's another different thing. Have you seen the, because um, NBA draft's coming up, 
I know you're not as excited about it as usual. No, I've but been to the draft, by the way. I, you, you've told said went to the one in Naples, ninety four. Yeah, the amount of people that I I follow and that I know that I used to work with who like cover basketball but don't follow college basketball. So have you seen the the commercial from Taco Bell about Johnny Davis, where he's like Johnny Davis, Wisconsin basketball star. He oh, I was thinking I was thinking, I was thinking Johnny Dawkins in my mind. Okay. No, there's a commercial with Johnny Davis uh, about him getting drafted and like he's, he goes up on stage, but he gets a craving for Taco Bell. He's got to have Taco Bell. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay, I thought that was just the dude. I didn't. Well, I know. so, so <laughs> I it's funny you say that <laughs> I because was I was about to rip on people who don't follow college basketball enough, but like all these people that I work with have been like. Because he just got a green room invite for the draft this week. Davis did. And they're like, oh, I thought this was like a made-up player that Taco Bell was using <laughs> so for, a, for a commercial. I'm like, no, it's Johnny Davis. It's part of NIL. He wouldn't have been able to do this before. Um, but that were, I mean, I know who Johnny Davis is, but I mean, I must have recognized Johnny Davis on something like that. Well, they do say his name throughout the commercial. That, that is <laughs> a viable reason. I, okay. I guess I just wasn't listening well. <laughs> so that's out there. But, but I, I just was shocked at how many people were like, oh, I thought this was just like a they made up a name for an actor. Now, if I heard him say Johnny Davis, I would have been like, okay, I mean, I did, I never, I've never heard him say his name. I just, I mean, I've seen those, that, 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 that commercial, they've been doing that for, he's like the fourth time they've redone this little, here's a bell, I'm going to run a Taco Bell guy. I mean, so I just kind of tuned it out, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's in there. Is he gonna have his own meal at Taco Bell? I just Taco Bell picked up a meal guy yet. Everybody's doing that though. Even Dairy Queen's doing one. They're battling between the baseball players to do it. Wait, what? Dairy Queen? They've got two baseball players they're battling for MLB. It's between uh Tim Anderson and Bryce Harper. Which one will be the official meal of Dairy Queen? I did not know that. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah, they're doing like a vote for uh between I think it's Bryce Harper and Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's the guy for the White Sox, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's who it is then. Yeah. Why not both? I I don't know. They're just making you pick one. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the basketball roster. We we have we, we mentioned this in passing. Actually, we we should. Technically, <laughs> yes. Great. There is a now. I mean, it's the same player that I mentioned yesterday. I said I couldn't talk about it uh, last week or before I went on um, vacation. vacation, but it's now being reported by multiple reputable national sources. Hersey Walk, Hersey Miller, the son of Master P, is officially going to walk on at Louisville, and. I said this a couple of weeks uh, on yesterday's show. A couple of weeks ago, I was told that the plan was to to get him on scholarship. Like he was going to be a scholarship player here. They were trying to work out the details. He was a scholarship player at Tennessee State, where he started last season. Trevor's took a bad sip of an Arby's drink and just coughing. I can't now. Now I'm lost my focus. I went down the wrong drain big time, man. He so he he played six games last year. You can look up the numbers for yourself. They're they're not great. They averaged like two points per game. Didn't do much. At a school that plays up and down basketball too, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a hip injury. Ended of the season. He decided he didn't, did not want to play at Tennessee State anymore. Transferred to Xavier where, because it was a midseason transfer, they added they were able to add him to the team, the active roster, as a walk-on. Um, so I was told they're trying to, to cut through some red tape, but he's probably going to be here as a scholarship player. That appears to no longer be the case. He's going to come to Louisville as a walk-on. Um Nice to have Master P back in the fold here at Louisville. Um, he wasn't a— Master P and Jack Harlow teaming up again. <laughs> we got Jay-Z in the fold, too, apparently. Yeah. yeah it's all happening. Tech nine. Uh, tech, <laughs> let's get Tech nine in here. <laughs> we'll make this happen. Um, he, he was a like a, not a no-name recruit coming out of high school. He did put up decent stats coming out of high school. There was reasons why you could say he deserved a scholarship at the D1 level. Um is he going to solve all of our guard problems? I, 
what do you want me to say? Like it, he's he averaged two points in six games at Tennessee State. He's a body. He's he's a body. He also this is no small thing. We've been talking about NIL stuff. He's got a two million dollar name image likeness deal prior to ever playing for Tennessee State. He's got like a billion followers on social media. He's got a very famous father who has a lot of influence, and his little brother is a legitimately good Division One recruit. Where does his little brother play high school ball at? I think I mean the same place that he played high school ball, which I'm not sure. Okay, exactly okay. My next question will be where did her where did this guy play basketball? Let me look it up. He plays at Oak Hill Academy. Okay. Well, if he's at Oak Hill, then yeah, he's obviously got some talent. Yeah, he's a consensus four star prospect. Like okay. He's a t- he's a top forty player in the 2024 class. Um, and he's already gotten offers from a number of D one schools. Like he is a. I'm not saying you take Hersey just to get Mercy. God, this is going to be so fun to talk about. With the permission of Percy. But <laughs> make him say, uh. Taking Hersey and getting Mercy as a result of that would be a certain welcome, welcome benefit. Like he's, he's a good, legitimately good, high level D1 prospect. I mean, when we bring Mercy in for a, for a visit, do we show him a, like a big tank? Well, he was in town last the week. The no limit tank? He was in town a couple weeks ago. He, he was in town with his brother and his dad okay. when they were all in, t- in town. But he is a, he's transferred to Oak Hill in the middle of last season. He's. I think the real deal, Hersey, you know, we'll see. He's he may get on the court next year. We don't have a whole lot of guards. I mean, I don't want. I hope we're not doing this just be for the brother thing because that's never worked out well with Louisville. Like, I, I don't think it's just for the brother thing. I mean, we ever like every time we tried it, we get the sibling to get another sibling. It's never really worked out for us. When else have we done it? Uh, we did it with the CC dude. That we, we remember that we had the problem trying to remember his name for so long. Uh, Usman? Yeah, his brother was on. Remember, we had, I think we brought his brother on year, like the year before. I don't even remember that. And we didn't get him because he ended up going pro. I want to say there was another example, too, that we did it with, but I'm drawing a blank. I mean, I'm not saying we do it all, on a regular basis, but I feel like that. I know that one. I'm pretty sure we had a brother involved with it, and I think there was another one, too, but I, during the early Patino days that we did it. But, I mean... If anything, I mean, is he even if this is a guy that we can use in practice, we need it. I mean, you need somebody to at least be play the guard position in the pra- and during practices. Yeah, you're not wrong. I like, mean, I, I, I'm not saying maybe I, I assume the only reason they didn't put him on scholarship because there's there's no reason maybe not to because we got four scholarships. But I think if you're a little when you look at it, going okay, yeah, we could just give him one now, but then we may have to take it away from him next year because we've got more people coming in. We've got, you know, we're looking at having all our scholarships used with the future classes. So I, I can see where they were like, okay, yeah, it, it, it sounds confusing not to give them a scholarship this year when we have so many of them left. But you're thinking, you're thinking ahead of yourself with that one, and that's probably smart thinking for Louisville. Now, on the other front, which is the Imani Bates front, daily discussion, we have to talk about it, and we have to always start with this. Nobody really knows what the hell's going on. No idea. No clue. Is he still a Louisville lean? No. Could, could not have less of an idea. All I know is it seems like every single day there's a new program whose fan base, whether it's driven by one of their message board people or a legitimate report or what have you, there's a fan base that is convinced they're going to get Imani Bates, and they're very excited about it. Yesterday was Illinois. I talked about it a couple of days ago. Last week it was Michigan. Today we have a new fan base. Excited new about one? This. Kansas State. They think, they think they're getting Imani Bates. I don't know where this comes from. I feel like it's Who's just Kansas State's coach now. Say what? Who's Kansas State's coach now? It's not Weber, right? He got fired finally. He's right? gone. He had the tearful press conference. Yeah. Um, who did they hire? He was his first year last year, wasn't it? The new persons, or is it, is it going to going into the first year? No, this will be his first year. Okay. Weber got fired after last season. All right. Uh, Jerome Tang, who comes from Baylor. 
Oh, was, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. I remember. He was supposed to be a like he's been a guy that's been like every offseason for the last like five. He's been rumored to be yeah, a head coach. This Drew's right hand man guy, yeah. I know what you're so Imani Bates, the, the the only other program that I've seen fans talking about is Texas A&M, too. Like, they're like, we, we think we can get them. Which, Texas A&M, just coming after everything Louisville these days, they just want to take everything from us. Is this revenge for Ruben Owens? I can't tell you. No, but, Ruben Owens is revenge for the bubbles. But the more that I see this is, the more that I see this stuff, the more I, I just think it's fans looking at a roster and being like, well, who, who's available? Who can help our basketball team? And seeing that Imani Bates is like the only big name still out there in the transfer portal and just saying, let's go get him. And that's how this whole thing starts. I... Could not begin to tell you what the process is for Imani Bates, where he is. He said mid-June for a decision. Look, it's the 21st. I think we're trending towards the part of the month that you cannot it's call the middle. Late June, yeah. I, I think you could technically say it's late June. Hey, summer solstice is here. It's the longest day of the year. Uh, yeah, like 12-hour day of sunlight today. I mean, come on. Like, we're, it's, I mean, there's th- we're getting late in the game here, Imani. I mean, it doesn't take a math genius to say that when there's 31 days in, a mo- in the month, there's 31 days in June, right? I think June has 30. Either or, it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that your mid, your midpoint is 14, 15, 16, regardless of how many days are actually officially in the month. We're twenty one. That's past sixteen. I think we, yeah, I think we've passed the mid threshold. Yeah, I mean, I think early would be one to ten. Do you think he meant to say July? I don't think he knew what he was talking about. Well, that, that doesn't surprise me either. I'm starting to believe more and more, though. Like your whole point of. The reason for the holdout is him wanting like the best offer or the best situation possible, thinking that more teams were just going to flock to him and offer him a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, he's the last man standing, you know, not to use a bad, really he bad is, home though. improvement ripoff show phrase, but I mean, it's he's going to get people like you said. Now, this is now three schools in three days who've come out of nowhere to, to suddenly want him. He's sort of if they even do want him, we, we don't even know this. Well, the fans want him. We know that. But as far yeah. as like the actual program, who has any idea? It's a good point. It reminds me of like the last man standing in every recruiting class. I always thought it was a brilliant idea because yeah. you know, they're going to be some big time. Pro- if you, if you don't really have your heart set on one program or you do and they're filled up and they don't offer you, I would love to be the last guy standing in a recruiting class because they make so much more of a deal. I mean, think like not trying to disparage because I think he's going to be a really good player for us. But we got Devin Ree so late in the game. He's like number 78 in that class. And, you know, we're, we're like every school that is recruiting Devin Ree after he gets out of his letter of intent from LSU is making it like it's this biggest deal. If you get Devin Ree like three months into the recruiting cycle, you're like, okay, cool. Like, who else are we going to get now? Yeah, it becomes like just a, a throwaway. It reminds me of the summer of Maverick Rowan where he's like the only yeah. top 100 recruit available. We talked about him every damn day on the radio for like five weeks <laughs> he was because the next Larry Bird, there's nothing yeah. else going on, and like you, know, all these players' skills just get so hyped up. And if Imani Bates is doing that to try and like, I don't know, get his name back in in high regard nationally, brilliant move. There but a, I don't think that that's what's happening here. There was a big guy with Kentucky. I remember doing with, with the show with, with K. I don't know if it was KRC or was still sports talker with. Man, T.J. Walker, and if he's listening, he can remember remind me his name. But is it, I, I, can I guess? Is it Nafali Dante went to Oregon? No, it was the center that the battle between Duke and Kentucky. Oh, and he was like he was like the, one of the better centers, but he was so late in the game, he was still like in like the 30s or 40 area. He never even played. I mean, he was he didn't do nothing at Duke either. I can't remember his name to save my life. Now it was a few years ago. It was a big dude. It was a center, and and I and it was at some point where later on into the recruitment, I finally was like. Or after he committed to Duke and did nothing in his freshman year, I was like, Bolden, yes, thank you. Mar- I don't remember his first name, but last name was Marcus. Bolden. Marcus Bolden, thank you, TJ. He just texted me in. Yeah, and I got to the point where I was like, maybe 
this kid wasn't any good to begin with. He was just the last guy left. And you, you, when there's only one guy, and like Maverick Rowan, a prime example, like you just said too, they get a lot more attention. You just get, you just get, you start pumping yourself up, and you start getting, you start thinking he's just, just so much better player because he's literally the only player left. When in truth, they're still like Bolden was in like the 20s or 30s, I think, in his rating, and you know Bates is a different example because he's so highly rated coming out of Memphis, but we also saw what he did at Memphis or didn't do at Memphis for a better term. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I just got a DM from the Blue Demon Degenerate on Twitter. <laughs> That's a good name. I like that one. Says, hey, Mike, big fan. Quick question: Do you sign people's numbers up for spam calls that text into the show with something you don't like hearing? No, <laughs> I did not. I did not sign. How do you even sign somebody up for Can spam you do calls? That? I don't think. I don't even think that's a thing. No, I may text you back in an hour, but I don't. I love. I think now he's mad because I get like. Did seven, he get? Did is he getting spam and he's thinking you're behind? Apparently, it? I get like 17 spam calls a day. I get two at least during every show. I, I got one six minutes. I just checked my phone. I got one six minutes ago. I don't blame this on DePaul fans. No. Nobody's signing me up for this. It just happens. Good Lord. First of all, can you do that? Do you not know how the world works, DePaul fans? Do you, you just totally are you that unaware? Good Lord. I think you could sign people up for spam. That's just mean. Stop. Stop ruining Ruben Owens day. <laughs> Um, we've got a Clemson dad. Look at this. You have a Clemson dad. Okay. The dad of Clemson quarterback, DJ Uyangalule. Yeah. Has tweeted out, to Steve Clarkson, the father of Pierce Clarkson. Ooh, this is interesting. No, wait for it. Because he's, he's a- Wait for it. Okay. What you and your son have done in the past year by cultivating a new attractive culture at Louisville has now exploded into something nothing have seen by the university. Y'all got it popping at the Ville. Great job at Steve Clarkson and son at Pierce Clarkson. Oh. You know what I read that as? Uh, our, DJ LA transfer. Our, our kid made a mistake. My son made a mistake going to this old man crew. No. He's, no, 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 no. Hashtag DJ to the Bill. DJ Bill. We need one year for Clarkson to get ready. DJ's not going to hack it at Clemson. I mean, if he comes here, do I have to learn how to pronounce his last name? Uwe Ungalale. I've been calling him Uwe Gooey all this time. Well, that's probably not going to help us. <laughs> I can do Antikun. I used to be able to do Giannis's name, and I screwed it up. <laughs> should, I send, should I quote tweet this with hashtag DJ to the Ville? Just, oh, just to watch Clemson please fans? Please do. I'm doing it. If you don't, I might. I'm doing it. <laughs> yes. I mean, what can you say? Listen, we are, when it. when it comes. It happened. When it's it, done. Now, here comes a text line now. Put the text number on it, too. Uh, here, like, when it comes to recruiting, like compared to like on the field stuff, we're the we're, we're the fun and gun of the Florida nineties. T- Dabo and Clemson, that's kind of hot. They're running the wishbone over there. Okay, they're recruiting like the wishbone offense, trying to run the fumble ruski. All right, we're over here spreading it out, bombing it left and right, looking like fun, wearing visors, giving L's up, hanging out on the beach. We're the cool kids. We're hip. We're doctors of dunk. They're four corners. Exactly. We got our players flying jets everywhere. I used to put ball references, but it works too. I love cross sports references. Yeah. We got, they're giving them jets. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Personalized jets. I mean, <laughs> where do you park? Ruben Owens guy comes home on his recruiting chair with a jet. Well, we're going to put this put in the barn, honey. We don't need DoorDash anymore. I'll take the jet. I'll take the jet. Uh, oh my God! I, I, it's just it's it's too funny. Texas, are we all just pretending that we don't need defensive recruits? Also, 
No, I brought up the offensive line, and I, and, I, and I specified that with defensive line as well. Yeah, we do need. I feel like we've gone a little bit more towards the transfer portal on defense, and clearly we have offense. It looks like in the last couple of years, but yes, we definitely do need defensive help. I think we also need new defensive play callers as well, but that's another note here or there. I mean, we've done well. I mean, you forget we got the Aaron Williams is the best cornerback, highest rated cornerback who's ever signed with us. We did. We've done well in the secondary. I think. Um, who was it? We've got. Well, we also lost our good guy from last year too. But what are you talking about? We lost our top recruit from last year that played last year. The kid that went to LSU. You mean Forest State? They go Forest Grady State. Vance. Yeah, I, I think. I, you know why it's not LSU? Because he's from. Because yeah, from and he said that was now. his reason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Forest State's not my bad. Yeah. I mean, we've got the who's I'm forgetting his name now. The the, the, the Jaden Davis is a safety prospect. We've we done well in the secondary. Uh, Raquan Atkins is another cornerback who's committed to Louisville, who's a, a secondary prospect. We do need to, to beef up on the defensive line. Yeah, I mean, we signed the kid from Mayo. He's probably he's listed as defensive lineman. He's probably going to be a standing. He's probably got to stand up with a stand up outside linebacker more likely. And we've got Pavel Williams coming in this year, yeah. who's the highest rated recruit in that class. Sailor Brown as well coming in in that class. Sailor Brown, yeah, he's too small to play right away at defensive line. I think you're probably right. I mean, uh, he may be small, small when it's all said and done, but he's definitely way too small now. Jeremiah Collins is the kid from Mayo in the next class. Who's yeah, he's listed as an athlete. We'll see what they choose to do with him. Um, but he's not a defensive lineman. He's yeah, it's a fair. I, I can't. We have one edge rusher in this class, the green kid, whose first name I can't remember from California. He's one of the, the California kids, Cali to the Ville. He's a four star. Who's an edge rusher? I think that I feel good about the defensive line for next year. I want to see how Ashton Gelade progresses. I thought he had a really impressive true freshman season. If he takes that step as a sophomore, you feel very good about him being a junior. Um, I would assume this is going to be Jermaine Lole's only season here. I don't even know if he has an extra year of eligibility. Even if he does, he's he wants to go to the draft. I mean, he's a Richard <clears throat> junior, aren't they all? Yeah, but you're going to get – I always say Richard sophomore. No, but sophomore but regardless, yeah. they can go to the draft if they're Richard yeah. sophomores. You're getting, I think Popeye Williams will get some experience this year as a true freshman and then be ready to go next year. And then maybe one of these, you know, you bring in a freshman who's good. But there's no question that they – we need to get bigger in the trenches. Yeah. It's, it's been a talking point for like five years now. No, also, let's just not remember just – I'm not saying that we're not – that we have signed a bunch of guys, but you sign defensive players, it doesn't move the headlines like a, a running back, wide receiver, quarterback. I mean, that that, that gets headlines. That's the way of the world. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the, they're, the, the, they're the guys that move the needle on social media. And, you know, we, I'm not saying that we have a bunch of, like, we've signed all these four-star defensive players under the radar, but we could also bring in some two- and three-star guys that, you know, can, can be. So let's not undersell the two- and three-star guys. Teams are made with those guys still. Texas has defensive recruits. Guards play defense, too. Oh, we're talking football. <laughs> Guards play defense, too. <laughs> oh, um... Texas says it's the first day of summer, longest day of the year. Coach Compton Sat is killing it. Still need guards though. Compton Sat. Card stalkers in there. He also says. <laughs> Compton Sat. <laughs> you ever seen in boys and boys in the hood when the recruit from USC goes to, to visit Ricky? Yeah. Imagine Satterfield doing that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking up on Doughboy and 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 Chris and all them. I mean, like, I'm here. To, I'm here to see Ricky. <laughs> Chris, Chris is like, man, I want a scholarship. <laughs> I did love, and this is a don't. This is not a like me taking a shot at Sad. Don't don't small thing, but it made me laugh. I did love like at the end of the weekend, he posted a picture of himself like on the boat, on the, oh, on the yeah, river, where yeah. he's like he's like he's like great weekend, maybe the best. L's up, and then he messed up tagging at Louisville football. Like it didn't even oh, did didn't he? have the active link because he did it right next to the hashtag. I was like, oh, Sad. 
I just it's I, okay. I wanted to like screenshot. I just wanted to take that picture with the caption like the epitome of cool. Chill like like I like your boy Orange Cassidy walks around with a t-shirt with his face on it. I want a t-shirt with that picture on it of sat with the L up with the zoom up with the lake in the background. How cool of a t-shirt would that be? Texture says, tired of all the butt stuff? Come to the Chillville, DJ. <laughs> Hashtag no more Dabo dances. Tired of the butt stuff. Are and you it, are you tired of worrying what might get put in your retina? How much butt stuff is too much? At Louisville, we say just one time. It's too many. <laughs> one finger is one finger too many. <laughs> what are we doing? Texas says Ruben Owens only agreed to commit if they bring back Phoenix Hill Tavern. Okay. Bring I've it heard back. that rumor. It's on the message boards. <laughs> I thought he wanted Jim Porters, but all right. Texas is also worth pointing out. DJ's five-star brother, Mateo Uyunglele, happens to play with Pierce Clarkson at St. John Bosco. Did DJ play at Bosco or he played at St. John Bosco? Did he? Okay, so 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 Clarkson was his backup, I guess. I would assume so. He was on. So I always he told might you, have had an actual other backup, but yeah, yeah, upperclassman backup, but yeah. I always tell you to watch that show QB One on Netflix. Yeah, I never do. It's so good. Um, it's not like reality television. So he was. They featured the, actually the, the the quarterback who was the starter on that team, Real. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Madrid. No. <laughs> nice. Uh, Real, what was his his last name? He ended up going to. Um, Are you expecting me to have the answer to this? No, I'm. I'm. Because I'm, I have Real no. Mitchell. Okay, he was close. He ended up going to like I think he, he went to Virginia Tech. He's he's been to like five different schools. He was at Temple last year. He was not good. Like he was, but he was the, he was the featured guy, and the show basically follows him. And then midway through the season, all the coaches are like. DJ Uyunglele is like way better than this guy. Yeah, DJ was. I knew. I knew his name was when he was like a sophomore. But he, so he's a sophomore yeah. in this season. Okay. And he yeah. gets into a game like a nationally televised showcase game. Plays real well. Leads the team back and they win the game. And they make a switch. So like the storyline gets kind of awkward. Like they have the whole episode because they're 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 planning the whole season around like he's one of the five quarterbacks that they follow the whole year is Real Mitchell. And then midway through they're like, okay, well he's not playing. And his dad basically like pulls him off the team because he's pissed that he's coming off the bench. And so they just start following DJ DJ uh, Uyunglele. But he was. It's, they're at St. John Bosco for yeah. this. So his brother's a five-star prospect. So, you know, Papa Uyunglele, if you like what's happening here. His dad played NFL, didn't he? Or did he not? I got no idea. Okay. But his brother is a defensive lineman. Okay. 6'4", 255. I mean, that sounds like his, that's what DJ is. Yeah. DJ's a big That's how I mean, that's how you, it was hard not, well, A, his name, but B, is the fact that he was like 6'4", less than 240 pounds or whatever as a quarterback. Kind of sticks out in your memory. Texture says, <laughs> random text. Um, I love random text. That says it's totally Vic Anderson punching the mayor. <laughs> He's got the same hair. <laughs> Texture says, Vicky Valancourt, Veronica Vaughn, Virginia Bennett. You ever know? You ever know about the double V's in Adam Sandler movies? Say what? That is interesting. Vicky Valancourt is from um, The Waterboy. Yeah. Veronica Vaughn is from Billy Madison. Yeah. Virginia Bennett is from Happy Gilmore. All Adam Sandler movies with female yeah. semi leads who first and last names both start with V. It's like Stan Lee always does his comic book characters with the name their first and last name always being the same letter. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Texas is DJ's brother the high rate yeah, recruit. Yeah. Um, let's get him here. Bring him. Bring him. DJ to the Ville. Dad wants him here. Are Clemson fans freaking out about that yet? It's only a matter of time. I mean is DJ just gonna transfer I mean he's transferring to Louisville already. He's coming. He's gonna he's gonna be Pierce's backup. A little bridge here. We we bring in DJ. He w- he wins the Heisman this year at Clemson, but they they're not good because they're Clemson. They're falling off the cliff. They go nine and three. 
He wants to be in a better fit. Comes here, plays quarterback for one year, goes to the draft. We hand the reins to Pierce. Boom. Yeah. Mateo comes in. We're rolling. Boom. Clemson sucks. We then own we, the Atlanta. Then we just bring in whoever Bosco's next great quarterback is after Pierce. Texas Tech 9 just headlined Red Rocks in May. I can't imagine that really? that's, I can't imagine that that's a, a serious tweet. That'd be my luck. Like I say, I remember I told you like I just want to go to one concert at Red Rocks. That take, was that you or Rashawn on the show with us? No, it was me. Okay. My luck would be I would get Tech 9 probably. Tech 9 was at Red Rocks. I'd feel like that would be the Yeah, you're right cuz it was you. I feel like that would be the, the like I said it like I don't really care who it is. I just want to see somebody at Red Rocks. Our boy uh, Dugan's going to Denver to watch to a concert at Red Rocks this weekend. I bet he is. He's going to see uh, Widespread Panic. He follows I like around. Widespread Panic. He loves him. Tech Nine was at Red Rocks on May 1st. We just missed him. He, apparently, Tech Nine's been to, to Red Rocks several times, according to YouTube. <laughs> Lots of videos out there. I thought that was a joke tweet. Text, I mean. Well done. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> I mean, that's, I will Google Red, Tech Nine at Red Rocks. Please do. Dude, dude, during the break. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll read more of your text. Uh, we have several, many to get to. Uh, we'll try to make that happen before the end of the show. Most Coming of them up, are from DePaul. Most of them are from DePaul. That's okay. You know what DePaul fans need, though, to make their lives better? Some Shady Rays. No. DePaul fans, if you need sunglasses to block out all that summer heat in Chicago where you apparently don't have enough to do because you're texting the Rutherford <laughs> summer Show. Summer heat off that lake. <laughs> well, yeah, Lake Michigan's awesome. Yeah. Chicago in the summer is awesome. I, I, I will yeah. not knock them. But if you're in Chicago in the summertime, you need sunglasses. You need Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. And when you check out after you've picked out what pair you want or pairs that you want, use our promo code BIGX. It's going to save you 25%. And if you get those sunglasses and you know they get lost in Lake Michigan, any of the lakes up there, squashed at a game at Wrigley Field, Big uh, Shady Rays is going to send you a replacement pair if it happens within the first 30 days. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. Use it. Love it. Get your Shady Rays sunglasses. Never be blinded by the sun again. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Said nighty night and kiss me just for me. Now this is this is one of your rejoin favorites anyway. Well I have the thing is, is this is the only second time I've played it on the show. I feel like you've played it at least three or four times. No, it was the second. And the first time I did it on AEW Day. Right. for or- where- it's, it's Orange Cassidy's, right? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Uh, the son of uh, uh, Jack Perry. The son of, um, I'm forgetting Luke Perry. Luke Perry, thank you. Of course. I was about to say Luke Perry's name. How can I forget? Uh, uh, it's his song, because he's Jungle Boy. You know, the Tarzan Boys is the song. And the day I played it was like I think it was that night I went home and watched Stranger Things and it's on that it's on that season. Weird. And I was like, damn it! It's uh, if you, now this scene I do because as soon as I heard it during the show I rec- I was like, wait a minute, there's stars there, boy. It's when they're at the uh, the roller rink, right? When Will comes to visit, and in uh, obviously you have the fight and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of cool when she pegs that girl with the skate, <laughs> but that's not her there. Will did not come to visit. It was. Oh, no, Mike, no. She came. Yeah. Mike came to Mike visit. Mike came to visit. I'm sorry. We lived there. Yeah. I did like this game because I, 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 I don't think I'm ruining anything here, but like the first, like they're so awful, those kids. Like you just keep waiting. I'm like, oh, I, yeah. Like, I'm tired of her being powerless. Like I, I want her to do something. Like just, I want these kids to die. 
Well, she was. She tried to kill him before she had the powers. But I mean, she's she's ready to kill him. I'm good with it. Yeah, well, I was I'm good okay with, with it. Um, let's go to the text line because we. <clears throat> excuse me, we have a ton. We've only got what. Like 15 minutes there, you got to get out a little bit early. Just a little bit. Let's go ahead. When we get out of here, we have Bats Iowa Cubs tonight, I believe. Is that yes. correct? What time is that first pitch? Uh, well, pregame starts at 635, so first pitch is 705. Love it. And I'm assuming with the weather outside, we are not going to get a rain day. Yeah, I meant to tell you this. You know how you were like, oh, you got half days on Thursday and Friday last week. Both games rain delayed. <sighs> and not only rain delayed, they were two-hour rain delay starts. So, it's like, I, I mean, I get there, and I'm like, I'm just got two hours to sit around and do nothing. Now I did enjoy listening to the podcast that, that Nick and them play. It was a uh, a podcast with a kind of a legends table with uh, Greg Galliette and uh, oh, Joe nice. Joe Buck and um, uh, who else was on, and they were just telling old stories from the '90s, and it was it was fun to listen to. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I love this text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. I want a replacement scene where Trevor replaces Max from Stranger Things in that music scene. <laughs> I just picture you putting on. You talking about the scene where he's running? Yes, you, you put on the headset, and like, I'm an ass man, and like you're you're running in slow motion to like ass man song. In your cracking t-shirt. It makes me wonder, like, what would be my song? What would be my Kate, Katie Bush song? Your Kate Bush. Kate, what would be my Kate Bush? What would be your Kate Bush? Human, I don't know if I can think of one. Human League. <laughs> We're only human. Oh, I want past the duchy. <laughs> that's an, also in Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. That's what we think about it. Yeah. Uh, the weird part from salty opposing fans is that Louisville is not some chump town. I think a big draw for these recruits is they come on a visit and realize it's a really fun place and they can practice being a pro here. I've always thought the city of Louisville should be a bigger draw. Louisville is the city that offers you everything big cities do without the hassle. I agree. With without that. the traffic. I agree with that. We got everything you want from Big City except pro teams. The weirdest thing about— Sorry, we, Louisville City. We've talked a lot about Clemson fans being so upset about Louisville's recruiting. The weirdest thing about that to me is it's not like they're— like we're taking any of their guys or that they're, they're, they're killing it in recruiting. They are still a top-10 program. They're probably, when all said and done, going to have another top-5 class. I, I don't get where all the frustration lies. I guess they just want to save us because it's what they do. <laughs> They see us sinning in the sports world, and they say, "I mean, no, they're scared. They know we're coming, and they're and it frightens them because they see the writing on the wall." But with the updated top ten rankings from on three, their consensus rankings: number one, Ohio State; number two, Notre Dame; three, USC; four, Alabama; five, Georgia; six, Clemson; seven, Penn State; eight, Texas A&M; nine, your Fighting Cardinals of the University of Louisville; yeah, and ten, Tennessee. Oh, Elite company there. I'm sorry, I, I forget. Where, where did you mention Kentucky was at? Not in top ten. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay. Where's the Paul? Sound like the big dog got neutered. Not up there. Woof, woof, woof. I, I have loved like <laughs> the one thing that I don't like seeing Louisville fans do now is like <laughs> like kind of crap on our own schools. Now that we're getting kids from California, they're like, "Oh, have fun with the best kids from Maryland and Trinity." And I'm well, like, "Well, I'm, I'm like, not, all right, guys, no, let's, 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 let's yeah. not do that." Like. We've we've taken a lot here locally over the years that have really helped us. We're still go, like we're still taking the best players from Mail. We're still getting the best players locally. Yeah. We're still trying, um, but we're just now like it's don't 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 please let's not make that fans don't do that. That that is not the last the last thing you want to do. Texas says if Caleb Johnson is legit, we may we might not struggle in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Yeah, Caleb Johnson. I'm very excited to see him play. Hopefully in like mop up duty early on in the season because. I know Keith really loves his game. I think he liked what he saw from him in spring practice. It seems like the staff likes what they've seen from him. And 
nobody's talking about him because we've got Pierce Clarkson, who's this has become this larger than life personality. Who, look, if Pierce Clarkson never plays one down for us, but the recruiting class that he's put together or helped put together holds up, his contribution to the, the history of Louisville football will still be significant. But if Caleb, I remember his name. Yeah, hell yeah. But if, if Caleb Johnson is as good as some people think he is, we may wait a while before we see some Pierce Clarkson. It would, it may be wait, a wait like what a season. I mean, he's a he's a freshman. He's he, but you may have to wait a while if you're Pierce Clarkson. He could be here for a couple of years. Uh, we'll see. But I'm excited to see him play. I want to see how good he is. And if he's not up to the task, the good news is we have some kid coming in the wings who seems to be that good. We'll find out. Texas is nothing better than watching Ryan prep for the cage fights due to run, running up that hill. You're not alone, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cage fights? Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was so upset by the death of his ex-girlfriend that he's like living in a bar and getting his ass kicked every night in cage fights. Take it out on himself. I just can't picture anybody from the OC being in a cage fight. Well, Ryan fights all the time on that show. It's badass. You ever heard Welcome to the OC? B? <laughs> Classic scene. First episode. Texas said The Rock made his rapping debut on a Tech 9 song. Did not know that. <laughs> Did not know that either. Love the Tech 9 facts that are coming out today. No, Get- we, are, we are not confusing the two Tech 9s, right? I don't think so. Well, the other Tech 9 was just like a producer. Oh, Not okay. an actual rapper. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Texas says it's a known fact. Recruits love Thunder over Louisville. <laughs> they do. Agreed. Yeah, you, yeah you're talking Louisville. You got, we got the largest fireworks show in the world, baby. Yeah. Don't make that your pitch. Texas, says, you ever played 18 at Sun Valley? I have. I wear Sun Valley at golf course. I, I figured that since you said play 18, but where's it at? It's out there. Um, <laughs> You're really narrowing this down. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I can't tell you like where's it at a golf course. Where's it at somewhere out there? What are you Bible? I want to say like J Town. Like I, I can't tell you where any golf courses are. Like that I played like when I was in my early 20s. Okay. I think like, Charlie Vetner. I played there. Couldn't tell you what part of town it is. Couldn't tell you. What is the name of the, isn't that Vetner the villain in the new Stranger Things? Vecna. Oh, Vecna. My bad. Texas Abe Lincoln had better security than Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Trevor's lost it. Stop. It's a great tweet. I'm sorry. I love that tweet. <laughs> That's right up there with the t-shirt I see on Facebook all the time that has a picture of Lincoln. And it says one star. One star for the end. That's right up there with that. Uh, Texas Paducah is between Monkey's Eyebrow and Possum Trot, Kentucky. (laughs) I never, I thought I didn't want to go to Paducah more now than ever. Am I allowed to say that one? What was the other one? Possum Trot. I'm hoping that's okay. (laughs) Texas, speaking of brothers on UFL basketball, Scooter and Roddy McRae worked out pretty well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And one turn, weirdly enough, the one that was supposed to be better was Scooter was the big recruit. I mean, the bigger recruit than Rodney. We almost had Dre and Tay Davis recently. We'll see how they work out at Seton Hall. That's a good point. Um, Rashawn was so upset about losing Trey. Was he? It sounded like he felt like he's like. I like Dre a lot, but. No, not Dre, the other one. Oh, the brother. I, yeah. think I think they're both going to be good. Hey, I keep calling him Trey. I, I, I don't know why. I think it's, I think it's Trey and Dre, but yeah, he I, he. I guess he felt like the, the, the recruit brother was could have been a guard that we definitely needed. I didn't think he was a. I never pictured him as a guard, but okay. Texas is not a KRC text. What do you think about KS, KS Bar having a drag brunch on Father's Day? I'm fine with him. It's good for me. Yeah, yeah who whatever. Cares? Yeah. 
Uh, Tech says, what is Imani Bates' fix? He's a horrible ball handler. I really don't want him, especially if KP is being genuine about building a culture. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I I wrote like 5,000 words on Imani Bates a couple months ago when it looked like, which now all the people who were predicting that he's coming to Louisville have slowly started pulling those predictions back. I get the reservations about his game. I, I think you're at a point now where like, beggars can't be choosers. If See, I disagree, though. I mean, is it worth selling out for one year, probably? Well, if... Because that's what we're looking at, because... Uh, and, and, and I'm assuming... If Payne thinks he's that much of a culture issue, which I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think he would have gone after him initially. We've seen him pass on kids. We've heard him talk about passing on Well, we've already known he's passed Because on of him. culture problems. Yeah. If that's the case, it, it, like, if he's such a potential, like, I don't know, virus for this team, then yeah, I wouldn't take him at this point because I don't think he changes all that much. But if he's if that's not a concern, or if it's a mild concern, or if it's you're coming here with a zero tolerance policy, I, I think you absolutely have to take a chance that maybe he can find his 17 year old form and become the player people thought he was going to at this point. I mean, I'm I, I am more with you. Like I said, I mean, if you want to kick him off the team after a week or a month, whatever, because you realize you made a mistake, that's fine. But I, I still agree with you. Give him a chance. But I get I guess a little bit where if you're Kenny Payne, like you, like I said, I mean you you're foreseeing this you know, only being a one-year thing and you having, you know, hopefully Wagner and Bradshaw and right. and players coming in after the, into, into your second year. So, I mean... And a one-year thing with, with Imani Bates, regardless, too. Possibly. I mean, he... I, mean, you I think even if he has a terrible season, he goes somewhere. He goes somewhere else. I think he's yeah. done with college. So, I mean, I guess I, I kind of get it if you don't want to, you know, sell yourself for one year when... Especially when it's a year that you can you can have a bad season and kind of get out of jail free card with it. Yeah, my thing with Imani Bates... Not a horrible season, but a little bit. And, and I said this when we first started this whole thing, which feels like, you know, two years ago. It was actually like two months ago. Like, my biggest problem with Imani Bates, it's not the, the the dad, the surrounding characters, the fake school, the, you know, what, I just don't think he's that good. Like, I, I think you can see him... That's yeah, understandable. I, I think he can be more of a productive player. I think he can be a good college player. I don't think that there's... I don't think his issues at Memphis were because he was entirely playing out of position. I think it was part of it. I think if he was playing in the right spot and had the right system around him and the right guys around him, he could have been a good player. I don't think it was like, well, they held him back from becoming the number one pick or looking like the future number one pick. I don't think he's that guy. Mm-hmm. I think he peaked early. I think he was a 6, 7, 13-year-old who had skills above his, his, his game. I think he handled the ball effectively because he had a gigantic growth spurt. I think it was one of those stories. And I think he hasn't gotten any bigger. And I think he hasn't gotten any better. And I think – Starting a fake school that played no competition and had two seasons derailed by COVID really hurt his progression. I don't think he did the right things. I think he had the wrong people around him. And I think his ceiling is not what we thought it was going to be. And having said that, could we use a good, not great college player at this point? Of course. Like, look at the roster. We, we need – if he could come here and average, I don't know, double figures, like 10 and 6, yeah, we, we need that right now. We'll absolutely take that. But I don't think, like, Imani Bates is – I could be wrong about this. I don't think he's a potential top five pick who just needs that potential to be unlocked, and Kenny Payne can make that happen. I don't. I don't think he's that player. Plenty of evidence to support your argument. Sexter uh, says Trevor Song could be right. Said Fred, "I'm too sexy." <laughs> I always, I always preferred one to do uh, bringing sexy back by Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that's good. Texter yeah. uh, also said you need to tell Virginia that if she wants maximum club throw distance, she needs to keep her left arm straight. Did you see that video of her throwing her golf club? No. I, did you post another video of Virginia? Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, um, today I didn't. I thought, no, a few days ago. Oh, I was gonna say I looked at your Twitter account earlier today. We were. I was sitting with football. Cardinal news and notes. By the way, today just threw me off. Well, I didn't have one today. I got sick. Well, neither. There's just something about. It was Monday, yesterday. 
Oh, was that Monday's that I just read? Yeah, probably. About the recruiting thing? Or the U.S. Open? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was on Monday. Yeah, that was yesterday. I was wondering why I was so weird. Says Monday right at the top. <laughs> get that, I didn't get that far. Uh, yeah, Virginia threw. <laughs> like, she's, she's a great kid. She's awesome. If she doesn't get something like perfectly right in the first try, she melts down every time. She's very much her mom. <laughs> so we tried. I was hitting wiffle balls in the backyard. She got her little plastic club out. I told her how to hold the club. We swung it together, and she hit it. And she's like, oh, great. This is fun. Tried to hit it herself, missed, threw the club, freaked out. Said she didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> she's got golf down. That's, that's part of the battle. Uh, I like it, though. Texas says uh, Raymond uh, Polito trains with Uyunga Lele's dad, and they seem to be really tight. So maybe the tweet from Big Dave was more about Polito possibly coming there. Hey, I'll take him. Who? He's the kid. He was on visitor from this past weekend, offensive lineman, another one who okay. announced his top five yesterday. I think it's Louisville, USC, Oregon, Arizona, and uh, Alabama. You had me at offensive lineman. Yeah, he's good. Texas says, uh, just got in the car. Can you give me an update on how good Reuben Jones will slash could be? Well, <laughs> I don't know who Reuben Jones is. Reuben Owens, I think, could be pretty good. Ruben Owens the second. Ruben Owens. I thought it was the third. No, he's the second. That's why when I joked when I said we were going to have Ruben Owens the third eventually. Oh, uh, the text we brought up the 18 at Sun Valley says that was my response on how to get recruits. Taking <laughs> <laughs> the Valhalla. Apparently, uh, Sun Valley's out by Mike Lennings. That's right, where the Snyder ends. Um, Charlie Vetner's the one that's in J-Town. Take my recruits to the fishery. Love the fishery. That place is good, yeah. Texture says, uh, NIL, no, no, no. Have you ever heard of the balloon glow? Still, we love the balloon glow. I still keep saying it. Just, just imagining all these like seventeen-year-old freak athletes like watching. So, so what do they do? It's like they, they glow. What do we do? We watch them. We watch them. <laughs> what else is there? There's beer. We stay. We stay <laughs> You're too young for it. Uh, Texas Clemson's just worried they won't be able to rush the field if they don't have the best class in the ACC. <laughs> they do love doing that. Uh, I mean, this made me bad. I just want us to one day to see Dabo fall down that hill running. Oh no, not at all. I mean, I know it's probably not good because he can probably get seriously hurt, but... I want it to happen every time. I mean, part of me... Just, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed to this day no one's actually tripped and fallen. It has to have happened before. It has to have. Uh, Texas, it's too late to apologize. That was a great Car Chronicle song from back in the day. Oh, I, was, I thought that was clever. That was, that was cute. Back when DePaul Day existed. Texas, Imani Bates went from a daily discussion in UofL media to nothing. Any idea? I'll say the same thing I say at the, at the beginning of every Imani Bates conversation. I've got no idea what the hell is going on. I see fan bases reacting to him, acting like they're actively recruiting him. I don't know. Do we have? Can we get a DJ Wagner update? Uh, the DJ Wagner update. We have had like one more my, like a Rivals guy predicted that he was going to go to Louisville. Okay, that was, that's it. That's your DJ and there's Wagner your DJ update. Wagner update Boom. for the day. DJ Wagner done. Uh, Texas, as far as Louisville football recruiting goes, NIL slash nobody in Louisville thought this was this, this would happen. I like that. Uh, Texas says, "Oh, this uh, we missed one of the DePaul ones." Ah, uh-huh. I don't miss DePaul. Why one. is Kenny running away from DePaul with the tail between his legs? Can he not handle the DePaul smoke? <laughs> Louisville had a commitment and ran away from DePaul. LMAO. First of all, okay. I don't even know who he's talking I need, about. I need somebody to first tell me who started the trend of the we bring the smoke phrase. Because I'm just curious where that started from. I have no idea. I didn't even know about it until a wrestling group started doing it. And they're like, we bring the, 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 the street props. Like, we bring the smoke. I'm like, okay. I don't want no smoke. Uh, and second, he delayed the game. Let's push back a year. It's not like if he canceled it, you can't say he's scared when it's not canceled. It's just been delayed. Also, if there was a year to play to Paul, it'd be this year. Like the roster sucks. Like all their good players are gone. Well, that's you can say that about every year to Paul. Yeah, but if like the Doug, the kid who lists up Doug uh, Jones, Doug James, whatever his name was, uh, if he'd stuck around, reason to be afraid. He was very good. 
boom, he's gone. Like they're they're not going to be good this year. Where did he transfer to? I don't even know. I'm assuming he wasn't the NBA. I would have liked to have had him. Wish it was Louisville. <laughs> you killed a ball day. The least you could have done was come here and play basketball for us. That'd have been hilarious. Where did he end up going? Now I'm now I'm curious. I know <laughs> yeah. we're at the very end of the You're show. Get like remembering his name. Was it Kevin James? No. It's, it's Doug Doug Jones James. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. What an uncommon name. What happened? Boring name. Uh, David Jones. David Jones. David Jones. Where did he transfer? Sorry, I'll do this on the fly. But now we've established his name. Here's the end of the show. Here's St. Rip. John's. Here's St. John's. All right, good. God, in conference. That's brutal. Does he realize that this isn't 1985? These no. programs aren't any good anymore? No. Uh, you, you have to go across the bridge yeah. to do uh, Bats Cubs coming up on uh, on 1450, the Big X. What do we have in terms of NML? We have uh, Reds Dodgers tonight. Who you got? Dodgers. <laughs> Just blind. I don't blame you. Oh, do I need to even care who's on? <laughs> no. Who's on the mound? Who's pitching? <laughs> no, and... I, just, I just love it. <laughs> just in a vacuum, Dodgers. I'm more concerned about like, uh, am, I, am I putting the money on the bats or the or the, or the Cubs tonight? You gotta go. For those that don't know, I found out DraftKings offers minor league baseball gambling. Nothing's been the same since. And I mean, <laughs> it's not. It might be both the worst and best thing to happen to me in life. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I lean towards worst. All right, we're out of here. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Everybody have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you right here tomorrow afternoon on 1450 and 961, The Big X.